Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash realchronicles. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everybody, to Real Chronicles, brought to you by realtalkinc.com. I am your host, David, and I'm joined with today... Gaius. There you go, G. I thought you forgot your name for a second. <laughs> No, no, I'm here. No, no, <laughs> no. I know. And joining us for a few section for a few sessions today is Jen. This hey is guys. the first. Right. This is the first time she hasn't screamed her name on the podcast. <laughs> I can't help how excited I am to be here. But <laughs> before we get started, happy birthday to RealTalkInc.com. Yay! Yesterday was Yay. yesterday was our one year anniversary of kicking off the website. Uh, it was exciting to We've get to year two. Doing big things. Doing big things. Um, gonna be y- doing more big things. Year two is gonna kick off real strong this month because Gaius is heading to San Diego Comic Con, so that should be a lot of fun. And we'll. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Gaius is gonna meet Stan Lee. He's gonna meet the cast of Riverdale. He's gonna in- interview so everybody jealous. for us, right? But well, dude, the <laughs> TV lineup is ridiculous. Like I only like there are certain things going on at the same time, and I don't. My brain can't like comprehend how to choose where to go it's overwhelming right is this your first comic-con it it becomes overwhelming yeah days oh wait till you get there you're gonna be like what do i do first and this is yeah well it was funny because like my friend was like oh there's a westworld one you have to go to that and i was like well yeah but then like there's like there's legion like right there he's like oh he's like fuck legion (laughs) i can tell i can tell you from experience from new york and you have a you have it worse because well i guess better because it's a lot bigger we wanted to we make these lists of panels we want to do and we want to like cover and we don't get to all of them it you'll never get to everything you want to do there it's just so much to do and and you're going you're going to have a lot of panels that are probably going to overlap each other i know like i because i don't even like i mean that was just the tv end of it so i don't even know what the movie side is yet so you should and you should find out in the next few days right yeah it should happen in the next few days but yeah i was like i was like all my nerd dreams are on that list and make sure and you get just... the app, too. The app is really helpful. As long as you have service, then you're good to go. I will definitely do that. This and uh, happy 4th of July, guys. Yay. Happy Yay. 4th. Ind- happy Independence Day. I have to go back to work tomorrow Yay. for one day. Oh, you have to work tomorrow? Yeah, the, I do. It's the worst day to have 4th of July is when it's in the middle of the week. And it's, you have that. Dude, everyone I know over here has it off. The yeah. Monday off. They didn't give it to us off. I I mean, I could have taken it off, but then, you know, I was like, do I really want to waste, like, a vacation day? I'm not really going anywhere this year. So I was like, let me just save it, and I'll just suck it up and go in on a Monday. And actually, for the next few years, it's kind of going to be like that, because if you think about it, yeah, the next Wednesday, one is going to be Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. So really, it's not going to be boss until, like, Friday. Yeah. There is um, nothing worse than that roadblock of work, though, in between, <laughs> in between the holiday. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, so this week, we have a few things to cover. We're going to cover our top 10 summer blockbusters and cover our five worst summer blockbusters. That should be fun. But before we get to that, we want to cover probably the surprise box office hit of the week. Would you say that? Yeah. Yes. I think it opened at $30 million. Oh, it opened at 30 Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess, well, yeah, it did. Um, I, I actually, I read, I read that on uh, The Hollywood Reporter. I don't know if that counted, like... Uh, it opening midweek, but it it just listed it as thirty million for the weekend. And I'm glad that people went out and saw it because to me, this week I saw it took seven months, but I probably 
or six months, but I saw the two best films of the year with The Big Sick on Sunday, last Sunday, and then um, Baby Driver this week. Is that your number one so far this year? Do you still put? I remember. I know you love Get Out, so I did out. Uh, uh, Baby Driver is a little over it, but they're. I mean, it's still close though. They're both very good. Now, but. I saw that it's getting. I know. I'm sure you've seen it too. And we actually did a poll on Twitter about this because the first thing that I thought of when the movie ended was, hmm, the people that hated the Drive in 2011 probably were expecting what they got in Baby Driver. I would assume so. I, like all my friends assumed it would be like that. Now, but we, they they actually enjoyed it more though. Did we I all see, love it here? Yeah, we loved it. Okay, it was we so much it. fun. But uh, let's not let's not knock Drive because Drive is really good. Oh no, Drive is my favorite <laughs> film of 2011. But I get the to me it's more no it's obviously to me it's more noir than it is what Baby Driver is. It's just fun action comedy. But this, you know, Drive to me was a nice slow burn, and Baby Driver is more of right away. You get that scene, that car, that when they're robbing yeah. the bank right at the beginning. You get that chase right at the beginning. You're like, okay, you know, it kind of I, I they kind of set you up like, okay, this is what we're gonna do for the entire film. So it was so cool to like to see like an action, like some of the action scenes, like you know, they weren't like all over. Like it was something simplistic about them, and like we're like, you can still like make action movies like that and make action scenes exciting. It doesn't have to be like stuff that we see in like Transformers where it's like you're getting attacked with just, you know, a bunch of CGI and a bunch of explosions and like, you know, and you don't feel anything after them. Like when I was watching some of the scenes of Baby Driver, I was like, that was fun. That was exciting. I don't know if you felt this. I personally did. It's, I mean, yeah, some of the stunts and some of the, uh, the set pieces were, you know, they were crazy. But I find them more believable than anything Fast and the Furious does with their car scenes and their car chases and their action oh, set pieces. It made it a lot more believable than anything Fast and the Furious yeah, has done. Yeah, this is a little more realistic, I feel like. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, it rained cars at one point in the last Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it's so yeah. bad. <laughs> the, the, more like, time is, the, the more time passes, the more I dislike that movie. Uh, it was fun. It was fine. But can we can we all are we all in agreement that we all hate, hated hated Jamie Foxx in this movie? Hell yeah! Not performance wise. Well, but I mean, like, he, never, he never gets to play that kind of stuff too, which is kind of that was fun to watch. Actually. He he yeah, I guess upped, that's a good point he too. Actually, the I shit think out that. of that, I think. And the thing is, he's been like sleepwalking through like his last few things I've seen him in. Well, so I haven't been excited to see him and stuff. But like this was this was good. He's busy dating Katie Holmes. Oh yeah, I forgot about I that. Oh, that, that's like, like my favorite yep. celebrity couple. Oh, it's, it's like awesome. a secret celebrity thing because you know Tom Cruise is crazy. Yeah, if you go back into like the backstory and all that stuff, it's such a good, good backstory. So like, because like, yeah, yeah, he does. He did Collateral with Tom Cruise. Great movie. And then Tom Cruise was like, oh well, you know, Collateral and like Ray, like let's like kind of spread them out because he had like Tom Cruise has like a ton of control of like anything he does so yeah. he was like you know what we'll release collateral a little earlier and then so it doesn't interfere with like any attention that ray's gonna get and then of course you know ray made a lot of money ray got jamie fox an oscar he actually got nominated for best supporting actor for collateral like he owes a lot to tom cruise right <laughs> I, I i hate to ask this question i mean it's years later but did he win for the wrong role because i actually liked him a, a little better in collateral than i did in ray 
I liked him more in Collateral, but I knew like something like Ray would get it. But a biopic, I mean, there was two biopics that year. That was the Joaquin Phoenix year too, wasn't it? Oh, that was Walk the Line. Yeah, I love Walk the Line. And he was dead on too. So I mean, but yeah, 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 the Katie Holmes Jamie Foxx thing is like my favorite. Like, there's like like this one show always brings them up. Uh, and they always they always show this picture of them in the recording studio, and you can tell that they didn't know that anyone was taking the picture. But like he's fiddling around, like doing music shit, and then she's looking at her phone. But they're like holding hands <laughs> while they're like uh, doing whatever they're doing. That's cute. And like, yeah, it's just funny because Katie Holmes doesn't seem like she, you know, she'd be down with the swirl, but she is. <laughs> <laughs> it made me like her a little bit more. I was like, good for you, Katie Holmes, because you, you know. Oh, Joey. I, I always felt like Tom Cruise like snatched her up at, like right when she was about to like kind of break out and like she was doing some good stuff that like was the batman year her late yeah 90s. that was a, there was a running joke for a couple of years um on like different podcasts that i used to listen to that the reason batman begins so successful was because they brought in tom cruise's wife who they also brought in the last time batman was successful in batman forever oh that's true oh interesting it's a running joke. I mean, obviously, it's but not like Tom true. Cruise, but... Tom Cruise is like Batman true. and Jason. Yeah, it's not true, but you know, it's it's yeah. funny that you look at that parallel. That Batman, yeah, Nicole Kidman, Nicole I mean, Kidman, and Batman Forever, and that was really awkward. successful. And then Batman Begins, and we go off from there. Can we agree point. that we like Katie Holmes a little bit more than Maggie Jones? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, I know. I know. No one wants to say it because technically, Maggie Gyllenhaal is the better actress. Yeah, I guess. but no, I did but... not like. <laughs> I did, oh, he hated it. I did not buy it at all. Every like, time we watch the movie, David, like, I'm like, oh. And then actually, the more I watch Batman Begins, because like, I never thought Katie Holmes was bad in it. I thought no, that I, I don't th- think it, she's bad It's not bad her either. fault that she looks young. I mean, like she, everyone kind of like, oh, she looks too young to be in that the position that she was in, and blah blah blah. Like she's whatever, a young that's fine. Face anyway. How, I she has a young face, and she can't. Yeah, she <laughs> like, still has a young face. Because she the thing, really the thing with Batman's origin is that every time they restart his origin, he's always a different age. They never keep him around the same age. That's so true. how old is Bruce in this, you know, in this uh, this version of Nolan's world? So it, it's I have I think Katie Holmes is great in it. I think she's perfectly right. she's perfect. I think I would have cared or if she would have drafted the bomb uh, <laughs> over Maggie Jill. I mean, I did. Yeah, care. no, I mean, it's true because you really don't <laughs> feel you're supposed to feel that for Bruce there because, you know, he loves her and whatever. And then, boom, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. She explodes and you're like, OK, whatever. Joker got her got one up on them. Something else that was allegedly Tom Cruise's fault that he told her to turn it down because Christopher Nolan wanted uh, Katie Holmes back. There was a big thing that he didn't want her, and Christopher Nolan was like, "I wanted her back, asked her to come back, and she declined to come back." Oh, she did sucks. mad. She did mad money instead with Queen Latifah and Diane. <laughs> that movie. Mm-hmm. We yeah, I know. That. But the <laughs> big rumor was that Tom Cruise advised her not to do it, probably because she died. But it's funny. Shout out to us. Uh, Going back to Baby Driver, shout out to John Bernthal for making the poster for two minutes of uh, on, two minutes of on screen time. Good for him. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, like, I was totally expecting him like, to come back like, later, and no. Now, now we all know. Now we all know here how much I love La La Land, and I love how the music is incorporated in the film. But can we talk about how great the music was incorporated to ba- to Baby Driver? Oh, so good. It's so like essential. Good, and I think. Jen's the one that told me that they um I read they, somewhere that they w- wrote this Edgar Wright wrote the script off the music. So, so he built the soundtrack first and, and then, then he built the script. Kind of used it to build the script. And I actually heard that he had written this script. It took like six years to make this movie. Like he had written it like six years ago, then like 
you know, then he kind of tabled it for a while and then he did a few other things. And then like three years ago was when he really got it like back started to like get everything going. Um, and I think, you know, he probably had some studios that passed or whatnot, but dumb. So dumb for whoever passed on it. Cause I think, yeah, they're probably, kick, probably kicking themselves right now. And what a difference, um, from, um, the other, the other movies he's made too, right? Oh, his, yeah, it's way different. It's what it, he directed what? Scott Pilgrim too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I low key love that movie. No, I don't low key. I absolutely love that movie. It's so fun. Absolutely love. Well, that I have friends that don't like Michael Sarah, <laughs> so every time I like bring him up, they're like, Ugh. <laughs> "Like, I oh, think, I'm sorry." Damn it, George Michael. I I think I'm. I've actually never seen the rest of Development. So it's what yeah. he's good in. That. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, I'm pretty. So funny. I'm pretty bad on that. My problem is that he basically just, he doesn't really have a lot of range. He just kind of yeah, does him. He's the same note. Yeah, he kind of does. But he's funny. Even in Superbad, he does the same kind of thing. Now, do you think this, I mean, I, I'd i be very surprised if it goes anywhere. Do you think this has any shot of, like, staying, you know, the course and maybe getting some Golden Globe love? love? I know it's not getting any Oscar love, <laughs> no, like you said, gold. I like that you said Golden Globe, not Oscar. No, <laughs> this is this is too way too cool for Oscar. Like the yeah, Globes, I can like, see it. The Hollywood Foreign Press does crazy shit. All I mean, the time. it would be really like, cool. Like, for they it like doing fun stuff there, so I, I'm always down with the Golden Globes. So they do stuff that like the Oscars would never do. It'd be really cool for it to get like award acclaim. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, this was fun, kind of like how when we saw Sing Street. Um, I love Sing Street. And it was so good. It was like a surprise. We I didn't was know actually, what to expect. I was so we happy. We were rooting for it, hoping that it would get some like more nominations I was, than I, it actually I did. I was so happy that I at least got the Golden Globe nom because it was so good. It was good. so good. And it was probably the best of the first half of last year to me. That and then the, peop- uh, um, the people. Versus no, not the OJ. people versus OJ. No. OJ Made in America. Oh. Those are my top two from early last year. But um, yeah. Baby Driver, please support it. I mean, we have no affiliation with Baby Driver or the studio or anything like that, but please support it. Movies like this should be made. There should, you know, be more of this and less of remakes. How about that? Pretty much. And less, less, money, so and less, I'm sure every studio now is like, we should do original ideas now. <laughs> and, and less Will Ferrell. Oh, that didn't work out either. No. Did you, did you see it yet? Apparently. No, I'm seeing it today, but I'm I'm hoping that like I get my friend like drunk enough that he'll forget that no. we're supposed to go. <laughs> it's, I mean, I have to see. Like, I'm on a rush now. I would say, let me see. I would call this, especially after what you said. Bye, bye, man is still my worst of the year, but I think this might fall under number two. I Jen has a better sense of humor than I do with comedies, and even her, she was very meh. She well, you say you didn't laugh, right? No, I did not he laugh, didn't laugh once. once. Like I kept looking over at him, and he looked miserable. Like he was kind of like that sucks. Maybe polar. I will say it wasn't. I thought it would be a little more, a little funnier than, than it was. So there were like a few little like cheesy laughs that I got, but um, nothing like too crazy. Like I feel like in some of the spots they were a little too like over the top. Um, but either way, I mean, I love Amy Poehler, so I'll watch whatever she does. What's funny is that the person that I thought would annoy me the most is the one that didn't annoy me the most. And that's uh, Jason. Uh, oh, my God. I can't get his last name. Mansuckus? Man- so- Man- the the guy from. Uh, oh, I know. 
Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He is. I I watched the show The League, or used to watch the show The League when it was on air, and he was the my most disliked character. I thought he was terrible. So I mean, I feel bad that you have to watch it now too, but it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I heard Mar- I heard Mariah Carey filmed a cameo for that movie, and then they uh, ended up cutting it because she was awful to work with. Apparently. Okay. Like, she showed up, like, super late and had all these... De- well, it's, like, typical of her. That's what she does. When she was super late, had all these demands, and she was playing herself, and it was only supposed to be, like, they were shooting for, like, what should have been a few hours, and then they had to wait for her, like, ruin the whole day. Uh, one of the actors, I forget who, but he was the first one to kind of speak out on it, and then finally, like, Will Ferrell was like, yeah, it wasn't great. That's why we ended up cutting her. <laughs> I love he's the one that has to judge on what's great and what's not great. Yeah, I mean, I know. Uh, I know you don't like him. Yeah, but I'm sure Mariah was not great. So No, I'm it's Well, even in like even in Precious, which she was fine in like her few scenes like you know, kind of made up for that debacle that was like glitter like a few years before you that. You love glitter, uh, just admit it. You you don't love I don't love glitter. It's, I mean it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not supposed to be funny, but it's hilarious. Uh but yeah, like even in that, like D- Lee Daniels and the, this is like her friend, like they're like tight. But Lee Daniels was like saying that she was complaining that she couldn't wear makeup and she was like, Can I wear a little of this? And he was like, No, you're a social worker. Like you're not supposed to be all done up. You're not playing yourself. Gotcha. <laughs> and like she Yeah, that's just her. What um But I mean you have eighteen number one songs, I guess you can do that, yeah, I guess. Do that. But um another movie that was holding on strong this week was Wonder Woman, which passed uh, 700 million worldwide. But domestic, but domestic right. it passed Batman v Superman and, it should, and, Suicide, and Squad. Suicide Squad, so it's now the highest grossing DCEU film. Yay! And it's like holding mm. up really well week to week. Yeah, it only like dropped 30, the, I think 39% this week. Like 37. 37. Yeah, like people, that means that people are seeing it multiple times. That's and not actually, just like new people being I gotta check it out. The drop kind of fell off too because it lost uh, 529 theaters this week. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. After a month, yeah it makes gonna, sense. You're going to start dropping. It's funny how, like, you know, back in the day, you'd have a movie and it would be at the movies for, like, months on end. And the, now you're lucky if it's even in the, the theater first, longer than a month. One of the first, and I think, think, thinking, I'd have to look to the to confirm, but one of the first movies that lost the, that went out of theaters right away was Batman 89. And I remember that theaters were so angry. They're like, oh, why? Why are you? You need this money. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was the highest grossing film of all time at that point. And you're going to take it out of theaters because you want it to be, you want it to put it on a VHS. I think uh, Batman 89 was one of the first uh, $20 VHSs because back then VHS was like $90. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, Dude, speak- uh- Freaking uh, Scream was in, I guess, theaters for a long time. So long that when they were in production on Scream Two, Scream was still in that in theaters still because it was it made its money slowly. Yeah, and gradually. That, that was word of mouth that set that off. Oh wow! Yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, superhero movies, and we were talking about Wonder Woman before, Batman and Robin's Alicia Silverstone had a little something to say this week about Wonder Woman's success, and she just doesn't get why it's so successful. Did she see it? <laughs> to, to quote to quote her, she said, Before Wonder Woman, before Wonder Woman, there have been many movies with female leads, so I get a little confused as to 
You're gonna have to that because Serge called me. Okay. You yeah. want me to? Do you want me to read it? No, I have Wait, it. Can you? Yeah. Wait, can you read go it? Him. Go get him. Read it. Oh, go get read it. Yeah. Ash air. What happened? <laughs> I was like, can you read it? Ash air from Clueless. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. You that might make it better. <laughs> so 19 minutes. 19. Okay, minutes. Write it down. Text okay. Me. I can't do this. Yeah. So he's. She's. She. I don't know, babe. Okay. It's 12:47. <laughs> I feel like this statement, it sounds like something Cher would read. Dude, when I read the statement, I was like, nah, she didn't say that. Like, she really has to, like, my, my the thing that pissed me off when I read it is that she ends up go, going full circle and bringing up herself leading, being the leading lady in, in Clueless. And that annoyed the oh. shit out of me. <sighs> yeah, when you Man. read it, you're going to read, you're going to be like, oh, she really had to go there. Brought it back to herself, just trying to be relevant. Yeah, seriously. All right. I mean, she's got, but I guess so. Just gotta All right. get people talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start reading it now. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Do my thing. Okay. So yeah, Alicia Silverstone is in the news. She had a little something to say about Wonder Woman, and just doesn't see the hype. Now I'm going to try to do my best share impersonation, and read her quote. <laughs> As Cher from Clueless. Gee, you're probably going to like shut me up right away. <laughs> so Wonder Woman. Before Wonder Woman, there have been many movies with female leads as if. So I get a little confused. <laughs> we have made strides, of course. I think about what about all these wonderful comedians who have females who have had massive hits? There's Bridemaids. And then she goes on to add. There's Bridesmaids. And then there's Mean Girls. And then there was Clueless. Over time, we have had so many movies that have been female-driven. So she really doesn't get the point of Wonder Woman's success. G, your first up. What do you think? Ah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I guess like, I don't, no, I don't see your point. Because I mean, what I guess what she's trying to say is that like we're acting like this is the first time uh, a female-led film has been successful. My my thing but, is. Like, I think you'll come in an agreement with this that I understand where she's coming from in terms of like being, you know, there have been comedians that have had female driven films before. But there's never been a female led superhero film that has done the massive numbers that Wonder Woman has done. So, like, to, for yeah, her to I mean, say that. Like, a female led action movie that's not that well, I can think of off the top of my head. No, not at all. And it, it it's upsetting. It's upsetting to me that she had to bring it, you know, she came full circle on how to bring it back around and talk about Clueless. I mean, that's all she's got. You can't bring up Batman and Robin. And <laughs> I, I don't think they, I don't think she'd want to bring up Batman and Robin. <laughs> or excess baggage, or whatever. What is ex excess baggage? It's her. She was in that, like, after, the I think best it was before movie Batman. Ever. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's so good. Well, Benicio you know what? Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro. Oh. And Christopher Walken? <laughs> yeah. Hello? Yeah, it's got a decent cast. I actually really like it. It's a movie I could watch over and over and over and over again. He's also hot in it, so I'll give her credit for that. Wait, Alicia Silverstone is... was is, She was what? hot in Access Wait, what year she's was that? a little that? emo in it. Yeah, it's all like emo and like, I don't care, but like... Oh, uh, my daddy's rich. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, woe is me. I have issues, so and I sad. lock myself in a trunk for attention. But it's so good. Um, 
And then the other bit of news, of superhero news, is the shortlist for Batgirl has been released. It really was released last night. There is nine names on this list. Now, I don't know where... I don't even know where my heart lies and where I would, who I would want to take this role. I know, G, you probably have your favorite when I get go through these names. So let's start with Hannah Baker is on the list. Who's Hannah Baker? Uh, 13 Reasons Why, man. Oh, that was a lead chick? Oh, I didn't know her real yeah. name. That's why. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine Lang- Langford. We also have... We also have Bella Bella Thorne from Shake It Up. No, no, no. Bella Thorne's a hot mess right now. Have you seen her? No, 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 no. I have <laughs> not. We have Elle Fanning. Yeah. Olivia Cook. Oh, yeah. That's actually, if I had to pick a name, I actually think I would go with her with all the Bates Motel love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Jane, Jane Levy. <laughs> Jane Levy or Levy? From Don't Breathe. Oh, I like her too. Haley Lou Richardson from Split and Edge of Seventeen. Mar Margaret Qualley from The Leftovers. Oh, oh, that's good. Actually, because I love The Leftovers, so and finally, and finally, Naomi Scott from Power Rangers. Uh, Out of all of them, (laughs) I this is tough. We kick out, we kick out, we kick out Bella Thorne right away. I mean, I, I would put my... I think Elle Fanning is going to get it, to be honest with you. Uh, she's the bigger name She's the biggest them, name out of all of them. And then we have... Um, I, w- I would go with Olivia Cook because I think she's great in Bates Motel. True. Also, but Joss Whedon could probably make all those girls great. I think. Except for Bella Thorne. Now, <laughs> ch- chiming in on his opinion is a special guest host for today. His name is. Oh me. Yes, are you? Hey, can you introduce me? It's Sergio. Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? Hey dude, what's up? We haven't met, but I've, I've I've heard your voice. I've I've heard your. Serge Serge is not only a great friend of mine, but he is a weekly listener to the podcast. Oh snap, guys! Hey, what's up? so to show that yeah, we I... are we are the podcast of the people, he is our special guest host of the week. So any of our listeners that ever want to come on, you can see by this week's episode. Feel free. And you don't have to be a film geek like David or Lewis. <laughs> I am a total noob at this. Um, but I like movies. They're fun to watch. And Yeah, you just know what you like. And to occasionally analyze. Listen, if anyone knows what he likes, is G. G knows what he likes, and he sticks to it. And Lewis. Lewis loves the Friday trilogy. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think I like him for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Lou, no, Lou likes him for the right reasons. He'll be here in a little there's bit, a, so I can defend that. <laughs> there's only one good one, and then the, and then one mediocre one, and then one awful one. <laughs> and then there's soon to be what is it, Last Friday? Yeah, I mean that's, uh, I'm okay with it if we can get Chris Tucker back. Actually, I, I just kind of want to see what it would be like with him there. If they do it, they're gonna do it with the whole, uh, with the original cast, I think. But I'd, I'd watch it. Ice Cube is too busy with his uh, oh. big three oh, basketball can't. league. You garbage. can't have a Friday oh, yeah. movie if, if Ice, Ice Cube's not in it. Was he in all three? Ice Cube? Yeah. I... Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, going back to the to the Batgirl list, do you think there's anyone here that... Do you think this is more about Josh Whedon 
than the person who plays Batgirl. I think it's more about him. I think he could kind of make, I mean, like he is no stranger to making a strong female led, you know, character work. What I think, and I don't know what you guys think is that I think the reason that these names aren't so big is because Gal Gadot wasn't a well-known actress and look what they did with Wonder Woman. And I think they want to take someone that's not so well-known and then, you know, with the, is Whedon writing the script as well or just directing? I heard just directing, but, uh, it's possible that he could, you know, also to be doing that too. So with his with his work, and you have someone that's not such a big name, they could just elevate or elevate them with the quickness. That's what I personally think. I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. Look at the issues that's going on right now with Star Wars, and they took someone oh. they took someone that's not such a big name, and they're G. You're better with names than I am. What's uh, his name's like Alden? Alden uh, his last name's hard to pronounce. <laughs> Iron Reich, Alden Heyerreich, they're hired. He was in uh, they, Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. They hired a acting coach because of what's how bad it's going on the on the. Dude, center, we haven't even Han talked Solo. about that. Huh? We haven't talked about the whole Han Solo. I wanted to ask about that because I'm, you know, I'm I'm still trying to, you know, I'm not as I guess experienced in all this, but I yeah. I did see online that um it, it did have a director and then he got he or she got kicked out. They, they left, got kicked out. They left. They rel- they say they, they left, but they were fired. <laughs> they were fired. Why? They, say, they, say they have conflict like of interest with script people. issues. I mean, and then also, I've, I've been seeing that uh, a lot of the actors in the movie are actually kind of upset at, at the direction of, of the movie. And they're saying that it actually is changing a lot of the lore of Star Wars. And they're kind of upset about that. I think if they're upset, they may have reason to. But I have faith in Kathleen Kennedy and... I think, unlike any other franchise, Disney and Lucasfilm are not going to let anything mess up their baby. Because Disney has Marvel, yeah, and that's successful. But Lucasfilm's baby is Star Wars. I don't think that they... After what happened with the prequels, I don't think they're going to let that happen again. That's my personal that was George. That was George Lucas's fault. <laughs> you, I don't the guy who created it. <laughs> I, think we, I honestly think we should have a podcast one week and, and defend the prequels. Uh, you can only defend one of them. Episode three was decent. Episode no, three is fine. Episode one's not terrible. Episode one is awful. Episode so two is the awful one. That's where we. It's that's where we differ. Two really bad ones, and then like Sur- Surge is a very smart guy. Didn't Am you? I? Didn't you like hearing about taxations and oh, in Star it, Wars? That was like it, the best bro. part of the movie, right? I mean, it was just all about politics and, <laughs> and the chancellor like overtaking the. You know, it, it, it was. <sighs> it was not. Not as fun as episode two, just watching like Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman frolic around the grass for two hours. I'd rather watch a Drew Barrymore movie than watch <laughs> scenes with uh, with Hayden Why you gotta Christensen because it is- it's a weekly topic. <laughs> I know, stop hating on Drew Barrymore. One day, let her, let her live. <laughs> one day, we're gonna get to the point that I'm gonna watch every Drew Barrymore movie and just write a review on every single you, one. You have to, you have to start with Home Fries and then. <laughs> Yo, you mentioned Home Fries every single week. <laughs> I know, because that's like her worst movie. I think that's funny. <laughs> it's funny. So, <laughs> this week's main topic, we're going to talk about summer blockbusters. But before we get into Lewis, guys, and not in our list, Serge, yep. Jen, you may not have a top 10, but what are some of your favorite summer blockbusters? Oh, hmm, let's see. Let's see. Um, how about you throw a name out there, and then I'll tell you if I liked it or hated it. Let's see. 
Independence well, Day? The, the original. No, I loved it, man. It was, it was great. It was cool. Um, Jen's uh, favorite one is Grease 2. I believe that was Grease released in the 2. summer. I didn't even know that. Oh, Jen, I don't, I don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I don't even think that was released in the summer. David is talking out of his Wait, was, when, was, when was Grease, the original Grease release? That, was, that seems like a summer movie. probably wasn't. Um, Grease, Grease was released in the summer. Oh, yeah. It seems like a summer movie. I love Grease. I love Grease 2, on the other hand. Grease 2 is hot garbage. Garbage so bad. <laughs> Grease was released June 16th, 19th. Yeah, that seems like a perfect summer movie. Uh, no. That's my, actually a good time to release a musical, I think. My or fun, a fun summer musical. movie is Jaws. It's so good. That is a good one. I kind of forgot Jaws was a summer movie. <laughs> Jaws is not on your list, G? No, because I, I forgot it was a summer movie. I need to kick something out. <laughs> oh, geez. Gee, we're gonna I know, get, I know. Gonna... I forgot it was released in the summer. <laughs> Isn't there a Jaws, like, like, Part three or four, where like he like he he go, like he chases like all the other guys, like he like he follows them around the world or, or something of the sort. That's that's awful. That's really bad. There was the sequels were bad. I mean, I I think number two is all right. Like Jaws, Jaws of Revenge is the one you're talking about, yeah. I believe. The crazy thing about Jaws is the the revenge is that like. It's a, it's making it seem like he's like seeking out these people that he's supposed to know who these people are. Like he's he's getting revenge. He's a shark that was related to the shark in Jaws one. Wow. That and he's seeking out the revenge to to kill the Brody's was Brody's family or his son for killing, I guess Uncle Shark Uncle Jaws from part one. Oh, oh, dude, Deep Blue Sea was a summer movie. I thought I just looked you it up. I love Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I love Deep Blue Sea. They're filming another one right now. I like Deep Blue Sea, too. Yeah, that oh, one they're going to so film. Good. The new one is for sci-fi, I think. It's going to probably be no, during. Fine. Or it could be probably during like that Shark Week on Discovery. So maybe they'll come like a combination. Or under uh, Sharknado. They'll probably like throw it in that lineup, I'm sure. How do you not like Deep Blue Sea? Like, oh, the big I, Samuel Jackson monologue, and he gets eaten. I'm whatever <laughs> with Deep Blue Sea. Right, how? And be honest, how do you guys feel about Sharknado? Now it's They're, over. Now it's, it's overdrawn. It's, but it's I think overdone, the but first, like, one the first was, one was fun. yeah, the first one was fun. I mean, in a way, I thought it was interesting because you know it it, it was a parody. Um, you know, it was like a horror slash comedy at the time. It it was it was a novel idea at the time. And they took the idea, and they ran it into the ground. I think it, it shouldn't have had a sequel. It should have just been. You think it's just one and done? It should have just had just the original one, and, and then after that, you know, it, it's it's shtick. It was done, and it, it, it's it's. I'm all for uh, keeping Tara Reid employed, so it's fine. <laughs> Dude, so Jen and I went to a convention last year, and Tara Reid was there, and Tara Reid looks like she weighs 45 pounds. Uh, she is, um, okay, so she used to, like, when I was, like, maybe between, like, 21 and 24, so every 4th of July, she would come down to Hermosa Beach and go to this one house, and she was just always a wreck, like, a big train wreck. Is that why you like, want sorry, her to stay employed? Like, but, like, but God, she, looked, she was awful, like, just, like, I don't think I've seen someone more drunk every time I saw, saw her on the 4th of July. She, <laughs> she actually, um... So the way that this convention works, uh, shout out to Monster Mania, is that 
you know, they have signings from like 10 a.m. to like 5 p.m. So you have people for someone a big a name as Tara Reid. You have people that are lined up for hours before the convention even open. Is she a big name? For them, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've for gotten them, a lot yeah. bigger names now, but at that time, I think she was one of the biggest names they've gotten. And she left at one o'clock. And she didn't get through all her line. Are you serious? That, uh, she had like a promising career back in the day, I, I think, right? <laughs> like she was fine in the, the start. Like, I like her in American Pie. And American Pie. Yeah. She was an urban legend. She it's funny. Like, I feel bad for not including American Pie in my summer in my summer list because I I enjoyed. I didn't it. either. I forgot. You know, I, didn't, I didn't. I did include one teen comedy, in, but it's at the bottom. Oh, it's probably not another uh, not another teen movie, right? No, 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 it's not. not I do <laughs> not another teen movie, you know. And I think that came out in December. Not so. I don't know why I know that. It's silly. Did you guys check out um, that Spider-Man Homecoming is getting a lots of good reviews? Is it still at 92? It was at it's 92 at when I looked. 94. That's awesome. So the only the only discrepancy that I you know from hardcore fans is that they changed a, a few of the main characters' mythology. So I know you guys. I mean, I mean, you guys are you you're you read books. Are you a big like if they change main characters for film? It depends, right? So it depends how they change it. Okay. Like I think of um for example like uh like. I'm a fan of, of Game of Thrones, like all, all the books and stuff. Like I've, I've read all the books, and, and the changes they have made on the show are small enough and clever enough where it's like I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that worried. But then I've also seen other, other books that get altered in weird ways that, that it, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's not true to the, the source material. And, and if it deviates too much, it, it's, it's, it's weird. Like sometimes I think it's good. Like Watchmen, I think the ending of the movie is better than the end of the I, book. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And like I would say, almost everything in the Watchmen in in the film is almost exactly how it is in the book and in, in, in the comic book in the, in the graphic novel. Like, yeah. yeah. See, CG. I gave props to Zack Snyder. Wow. You finally did. It's hard to though. It's so hard to, in my opinion. No, it's terrible. Jeez, He's terrible. Man. I don't know. He he always had. A lot of he has two solid efforts. Like what? <laughs> I like Dawn of the Dead. I like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, and then yeah, I like yeah. Watchmen. That's it. The, That's it. No, <laughs> well, remember I said that I thought Sucker Punch was okay. Sucker Punch is garbage. Like, do you really honestly think that or were you just messing around with us? I, it was, I, I don't remember hating it. Maybe I got to watch it again. I, I, I saw it when it came out. And I don't remember it's hating it. It's funny because, I, like, looking back at it, you could even point back to Dawn of the Dead. Even in Dawn of the Dead, he had no color in it. Well, I mean that's fine. I mean, and then I re- I rewatch Watchmen, and my biggest issue with Watchmen is that it's way too long. I think yeah. I think it's, but it's that movie long. has zero color, and the main logo is a goddamn yellow smiley face, and it looks like it's it's been sitting out in the sun for four years. <laughs> oh wait, do we count three hundred? Did that's he direct that? Yep. He oh, did, yeah, he I um I don't. I'm not and he wrote it. Yeah. So with four people, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan too much of 300. I feel like I feel like he does a good job at adapting other works. Yes. So I know he did 300, and he also did um, 
uh, the Watchmen and all that. So if if he's adapting other people's all their material, he does okay. I think it. he's loyal to the source material yeah. at fault and because then, I think that he go he relies so much that it takes any originality away from his mind. I think. But I remember when I was seeing um, um, how's this movie called? Uh, the one that had all, all the all the girls who who fought. I, I forget. Sucker Punch. Oh right, right. Um, I I tried to like it. I was like in denial. It just says, "Oh, it looks cool." And uh, it did look cool. It, you know, I I felt like it, like it looked cool. Uh, I liked the action in it, and the storyline was kind of mediocre. They got a lot of good girls in that movie too. It's pity they wasted most of them. <laughs> now, Surge Surge is a uh, one person that G you and I have to convince him on something. Uh-huh. He has not seen Base Motel yet. No, I listen. Uh, no, wait, wait a minute. We have, I, to, we have to, we have to get him. The fir- he saw the first season. I think that's what you told me. I saw me, the right? first two episodes, and they were bad. And I, I was like, nope, not doing this. First it, season is rough, I think. But it, but it really picks up. G has been a fan since. I think he's one of the few people that I've te- that I've spoken to about it that really likes season one too, right, G? I did. I will admit that you know the other seasons are better, but like I, I was all in from the start, pretty much. And this was someone. This is someone that loves Psycho, and I was really worried about like, oh, why are they doing this? It's, it's probably not going to be good. But even in the first season, even though the first season is kind of rough, and like, uh, the th- I think I, the reason I stuck with it though is because uh, Vera Farmiga and Freddie Highmore, they like, two very good actors, and I was like, they're killing it, so I can wait for this to get better, and then it got better, like a lot better. I mean, thanks to them mostly. But then everyone. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I give points to like Max the Row too because he doesn't get enough credit either. I think they kept they they um, I think if the first season was all them, then we get to the second, third, fourth, and fifth, and everyone starts doing their part, and you start caring about every little character. Yeah, like integrate everyone into the main. And if you're looking for a straight reboot of Psycho, it's not. It goes off the tracks a lot. I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll try it out. I oh. mean, I know people that think it's the worst series ever made, and I, I mean, and I think I was on that boat. I, I really tried with the show. I mean, because I like Psycho. It, it, it was a great concept, great movie. And then I thought, oh, look, it's origin story. This would be cool. But um, I don't know. If, like the acting, how the lines are delivered, the actual script, it, it, it just felt very like, I don't know, very forced, too forced, CW-ish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't don't talk CW to G. CW, CW is his network. Uh-oh. My stuff. But, oh, Arrow, The Flash, Riverdale, uh, Legend of Art. Oh, no. I watched way too much stuff on the CW. Oh, like, my you God. Think I, 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 um, <laughs> I, until The Flash and now Riverdale, I had not watched anything on the CW since like we were kids. Probably since you we were like in high Arrow? school. What happened? You don't like Arrow? No, I didn't like Arrow. The last show oh. I saw be- before before The Flash, honestly, the last show I saw on the CW was Gossip Girl. And I think I was the only one around this area oh. that watched it. I think you try to convince me. Yeah, right? man. Gossip Girl was the You're shit, like, man. You gotta watch the show. And it's I'm still like, the yeah. shit because I'm really watching it. Like, right I, I, I watched <laughs> it on the low. I would, like, we, me and Serge would go, like, me and Serge went to Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers University together. So we would be on the way to school, and I low-key would be like, yo, watch Gossip Girl, man. Gossip Girl is the shit. Uh, so shows like that, especially in LA, I mean, even though it's not set in LA, like they become like appointment television for people that are like my our age. So like when that show started, like it didn't it didn't matter if you're a girl or a guy. There were just people that were just like 
yo, are you watching Gossip Girl? <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, we were, like, first it was, like, low-key conversation, and then it just turned into, like, yo, we're having, like, viewing parties now. Like, we used to do that for, like, the OC as well. We would have, like, viewing parties for the OC. And, like, that was what it was like for Gossip Girl. Too. We were Which, watching, like, um, <laughs> Jen and I were watching Entourage yesterday, and I think, like, three or four times she was like, oh, my gosh, she's from the OC, or this person from the <laughs> OC. And I'm like, I, I guess I got to watch the OC because – Everyone seems to be like on Entourage now. I feel like you're gonna bag on the OC though. I'm scared to like have you watch it. <laughs> Do you watch Pretty Little Liars? No. Okay. So I decided I well until Riverdale. Like I wanted to make it a point that I was like after Gossip Girl, I was like I'm not watching any more shows like this. That I don't I don't fall in that demographic. Never watching shows like that again. And then when Pretty Little Liars started, I had friends that were like watching Gossip Girl. They were like, you should watch Pretty Little Liars. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I'm all. This is the last one can't do anymore <laughs> and i you know and for what i heard from people that watch pre liars that it started off kind of fun and then it got ridiculous like really really ridiculous like people i know that like they like hate watch it <laughs> i'm actually surprised that jen has not seen pretty liars that seems like such a jen show it does actually seem so, like something should, like <laughs> so i actually tried to watch it like a couple weeks back because i was i know it's like the last season and everything um, so I thought about, you know, I was like, let me give it a shot. It's on Netflix. You know, let's see what happens. So I got like maybe like six episodes in and I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Maybe I'm like too old already to be like into it. Um, I don't know. And they really like, watch Riverdale and a is such a mean girl. And I mean, whatever, if you're going to be mean, but like, I don't know. It was just like, it was too much, like too, like over the top. And I couldn't really, I didn't stick with it. Like I got six episodes in and I was like, I don't care about these people. I don't want to keep watching. I heard the series fin- was the series finale. It like just this week. And I heard, this wasn't week, it terrible? Yeah. I heard. Well, they revealed what it was. And I felt like I saw what the reveal was. And I feel like if I stuck along a, stuck with it for so long you'd be, You'd be, I'd be a little annoyed like um also because i heard that they did a reveal maybe like two or three seasons back on something else and when you think it's gonna be like the real reveal and it's kind of like anyway i heard that it really wasn't the ending re- kind of just opens up to what the show was really about so what you think it's about it's not really about so i feel like that would have like irked the shit out of me um so anyway i tried to give it a shot it was okay. I wasn't like, but I do know I ha- I have friends that are obsessed with it and like they absolutely love it. Like they'd watch it every Tuesday. Like it was like what they would do. So well, it's funny what you said about feeling like you're too old to watch it because I kind of, other than being like I'm not gonna watch a show like this anymore. Like I kind of felt like I'm not gonna like really be into this because I felt kind of too old to watch it. But then Riverdale happened, and then um, that's how I felt. Like- I felt like that. I actually, that's one of the main reasons I didn't think I was going to get into Riverdale. I'm like, I think I swear to, I'm like, I swear, I think I'm too old to watch these kids in high school. And then, like, I fell in love with Riverdale, and Riverdale was fucking awesome. But Riverdale is, like, different, though, because I feel like you also have the, you have that, you have the teenagers, and then you also have the adults. So you're not just, like, if you, if if it was just the teenagers, and I feel like Gossip Girl had that, too, because didn't you, I mean, I never watched Gossip Girl. I didn't give a shit about it. But didn't you have also, like, and the OC, the OC, another thing, the OC had teenagers, you had the issues, and then you also had the shit with their parents going on, which were, they were just as fucking crazy. I mean, Marissa's mother, her father was a hot mess. I mean, I mean, when, Dan, Sandy when Dan's Cohen. dad married <laughs> Serena's mom, Seth's mom was like an alcoholic. Like there were just like all these things. 
Marissa's mom slept with her boyfriend. Oh my god, she slept with everyone. (laughs) Wait, so this person's mom slept with her boyfriend? Oh, everyone, everyone. Just we'll add it to the the list. The first bad thing she did. Yeah, that was the first bad. I don't even know if it's the first bad thing, but like one of the bad things she did was with uh, Marissa. Yeah, Marissa was dating this guy Luke, and then they broke up. Bag anyway, and and then like. Luke was really missing Marissa and like seeks comfort from her mother. <laughs> yeah. And then the mom slept with him several times. Um, so I feel like Riverdale, it has that kind of combination where you have like this mystery kind of like Twin Peaks. You don't really know what's going on. You had this murder set up. Then you also have all the stuff going on with the kids and then you have with the adults just as much. And I kind of like how like a lot of the adults also knew each other in the town. It's a small town of Riverdale and they, you know, a lot of it doesn't go from the comic books, but it inspired and it takes things here and there it's not it's darker than the comic books but i, I think seeing, it's an interesting twist and i think season two is going to be the really show well. i think season two is going to be the year that it gets it's going to blow up like, because i yeah. see a lot of people on facebook now that are posting like all of a sudden there are so many instagram like fan accounts for people like with like archie and veronica and bughead and just like I st- everything I, I still tell tell jen i'm like she needs to like get off this bughead thing because i think ep- so episode together. one it's a wrap i bet you they break up by like mid by episode five i think well they're Arch- gonna they're gonna do the regular teenage thing they're gonna break up and then they're gonna get back together and then they'll break up again and they're gonna which get will back only together. frustrate it will because i think they're adorable together and in the comic it would have never worked because you wouldn't jughead was just not that character but it just works really well and i think it's because the actors have that chemistry and the writing they all have great chemistry do you like uh, that that whole cast actually works really well do you like do do you like who they casted as josie and the pussycats I was fine with it. I like the right. I, I like, like the Valerie girl. That's, way better. That's, is that the one? Valerie's the one that dated Archie. That I like her. Yeah, I, I actually like the, like the actress for Valerie. I guess Josie. I don't the like actress Josie. for Josie, I'm not really a fan of because, like, in the comic, Josie's like sweet. She's chill. She's cool. She's not really like she's the bitch over ambitious, over hyped. I don't know. Oh, she's every like, show needs that though. No, on, they, the on bitch this on show, this show is uh, well. It's not fair to call her a bitch. She knows what she wants and she wants to get it right and she has her way. But I just like I don't know the attitude that she has and she kind of comes a off a little nasty with people. She's kind of a bitch. Well, She's kind of a bitch. So we still like her. I mean, I like. I mean, I like so, her. So Josie herself, I'm like okay with, but I actually really like Valerie and Melody is just kind of in the background for now until they do. Something but the real, her. the real quote unquote bitch on the show is. Cheryl, she is great. Though. I actually She's think really good. they cast her so well, and this actress yeah, like <laughs> blows it out of the water. Like she, like if you read the comic, Cheryl is a huge bitch, and she thinks she's better than everybody, and she's got Archie around her finger. So actually, I'm curious to see how this turns out later on because yeah. Cheryl eventually does date Archie. Like Archie's got his blonde, his brunette, and his redhead. So. It'll be interesting to see, but Cheryl is a huge, like, they give her the, some of the best lines, and, like, just those quips, and then it, shout, she just, she kills it. Shout out to Riverdale when it takes home a lot of Teen Choice Awards this year. And I actually do really like Kevin <laughs> Keller. It's about to win all the it's Teen It's going to win awards. every Teen Choice Award this year. I like year. Kevin Keller a lot, the guy that plays him, too, because he does really well, and, and he's only a fairly recent comic character in the last, like, ten years, so... And I'm like have a mad crush on Camila Mendez plays Veronica. Her you, you, you're not day. the only one. You're it's not the gorgeous. only. It's funny when the, when the show first started. I was like, 
damn, Betty's cute. You're supposed to like her, but damn, Veronica is so hot. Dude, we're in a group chat because like a bunch of us watch it. And then, like, the main topic every week, like, can we talk about Veronica, though? <laughs> like, I, there's, just the only thing I don't like is good. her uh, her eyebrows. Her eyebrows. Oh, yeah, are, you like, mentioned that before. Her eyebrows Dave are... thinks they're too dark. I think it's just they're, like, over with the cover girl. Uh, they're just lining them in a little too deep. Yeah, too bad they right. have to, you know, let us know how she does her makeup every single yeah, week. Yeah, it's cover girl. <laughs> I, think they, I actually do. That bothered me a lot was, like, they just kept, like, product placement on CoverGirl and like not even the behind the scenes commercials I didn't care about that but like within the show like I think I saw in like two frames like just straight up shots to the makeup and I was like this is a little too much like you're you're too over well kudos to the CW because they are like Awesome. They they know how to cast like attractive people. That's like their bread and butter. Well, I mean, like the WB did so well with their teen market. I mean, we had Dawson's Creek. We had all those shows that were on there. And then when they stopped kind of doing that for a little bit, I think their ratings went down. And then when they came back with the CW, and then now they know that they can go back to like well, that thanks, teen market. They can also. do that now because they have guaranteed ratings with arrow and flash and well right that's what so. i mean yeah is that they kind of repackaged it again but there was a while in between they, that they weren't really a go-to channel anymore for a lot of people yeah because they really they really didn't know kind of what identity they were going to have and then like gossip girl was like their first like really big hit so they were like okay so we're going to make shows like this so they brought back now 210 and then they did like Meryl's place too and like they tried to have shows like that and, and none like, of them worked None Except of them worked, Gossip and Girl. then Pretty Little Liars happened like in the middle of Gossip Girl, and everyone kind of fled over there, and like they weren't really watching the shows that the CW was putting out. So eventually, they became like what they are now, which is like the superhero uh, network. But it worked for them, and while and what and the cool thing is that while they were making all these like big superhero shows, they would sneak in like these kind of like little critical shows like you know jane the virgin or crazy ex-girlfriend i you have know. to finish jane the virgin jane the virgin is so good i'm still on it's i'm really still on good. the first season gina rodriguez is awesome on that show but actually the whole cast is awesome but just to have someone like her leading that show is really good i started like i was really happy when she won the golden globe the first uh season that it was on i started to watch that i, I like that it's kind of like a balance of like a novella and like a parody. Yeah, it's kind of a yeah. combination. And they do the it so and well. Like it, 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 it's 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 just excellent. You know, it, it, <laughs> does it? Do you think? I mean, you're ahead of me because you you, you just started search. I've seen probably half and half gee, the season. You're up. You're up to date, right? I'm up to date on yeah. Does that show have a a lifeline? What do you mean? Do you think like it's almost? Do you think they're almost done? Um, I I don't think so because the. I don't want to give anything away, but no, I don't think so. I okay, think, I think, okay. I think, there's, I think there's more to tell. Because when I first started watching the show, I first started watching the show, and I'm like, this is really good, but I think this seems like one of those shows that after, like, three seasons, you're like, all right, I'm over it. Um, They actually, like, this last season, there is, I won't say what happens, but yeah. there's, like, really, really, like, and I'm glad that people took notice of it, one really strong episode, like, in season three that, like, kind of, like, if you were like, if you were watching it and you kind of felt like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I'm into this anymore, like that episode would like totally bring you back. It's like it's funny, but then it's also sad. Like they handle like bouncing between drama and comedy really well, and that this particular episode does that in a big way. And it also kind of makes me think that with how that episode ended and where they're kind of going with it, that there is more story to tell to for her. 
and with it just with other people. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I'm 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 glad that it might stick around a couple of more seasons. I know what's almost done is Better Call Saul. You know, I keep hearing people saying that it's as good as yeah, Breaking it's Bad. Yeah, it's as good. Probably it's even better. Not better, but it's as yeah, good. I saw the first few episodes, and you see old cameos, right? You see the older or old characters from Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad uh, who show up in this one. Uh, I just have yet to finish it. Every cameo that you see in, in Better Call Saul makes sense. It's not like one of those shows that, hey, guys, here's a prequel. Let's just throw everyone in there. You see everyone slowly and everyone works. I don't want to I'm not going to spoil anything for you, yeah. but it's Game of Thrones and Better Call Saul are, the, are to me the best two shows on television. Now, is the entire show of Better Call Saul a prequel or are no, it's a whole, it's a whole prequel. that it's take kind place of, after the beginning the of the season always starts with a right with flash forward? To after better after Breaking Bad, when he's working at the Cinnabon, so then the then there's little things here and there for his life, but nothing to Breaking Bad. So you never really see anything with him and and Walt and Jesse, anything like that. Not yet. So not yet, but I mean it's done so well, and Vince Gilligan just knows what he's doing with his with like how he shoots his shows. It's so good. I've been a fan of his ever since he he, he got his start on on X Files. He uh, he used I to write did, really? episodes on X Files. I didn't even know that. I'm not, yeah. I I'm like so fifty fifty with the X Files. I mean, yeah, it, it's it does have its horrible episodes. Like I remember they had this episode on X Files where the whole thing is basically it takes place in like a video game or something. Okay. And uh, but it's also like early '90s video games. Okay. So it was you know that reminds me of horrible an, plot. That reminds me of the I don't know if you guys have seen this G. The Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where the little boys get stuck in the pinball machine and they have to escape? I, I, that, that solid episode. I think they have so many good solid episodes that you're just like, damn, this show was so ahead of its time. Surprised they haven't redone it. You know, speaking of remakes, um, I was seeing um, old episodes of Space Cases, a.k.a. Star Trek for Kids. Oh my god, Space the Black Power Rangers on that show. Yes, yeah. the Black Power Ranger, and then there was a girl. I think they were supposed to make her into a big deal, but it didn't work. But um, Space Cases was awesome. Was awesome, man. I was so hooked on that show. I, that's how I became a, a space nerd, dude. That's what got you into Star Wars? Speaking of space nerds, have you watched The Expanse yet? No, I have not. Oh, have you? I have not watched it. I oh, heard you, it's good. Oh, you got to watch that, man. I, I want to talk I about it, but but I I don't want to spoil anything. No spoilers. It's just fantastic. So we'll 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 pen that for next time. Now, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Lewis decided to get us all coffee today, so uh, he's a little late. He's fashionably late. Very fashionably late, by the way. You missed our uh, gossip girl discussion. I see. I was already being replaced in here. What's up, Serge? <laughs> Yo, what's going on? Actually, you know what? I was just. I remembered when I was hanging out at your house, Lewis, and you would always be like, yo, Serge, have you watched that new episode of Gossip Girls? And I'm like, why? No. First of all, that's the worst impression of me ever. <laughs> I, I, it was, it was, Lou, I would know he was talking about you. If Lou, I, who got you into Gossip Girl? David Jizzle. There you go. Because um, it was good. Because it's so good. <laughs> too bad Too bad you're so not... Good. Too bad you don't want to uh, listen to, uh, to watch... Uh, you know... Uh, Gaius has never seen Breaking Bad. What? You serious? Uh, no, I've never seen it. Oh, can we Thrones. talk about this show for a second? All right. So I used to 
I used to manage a, a, a theater in uh in New Jersey, and I remember how David. Oh always come no, into you're my, gonna do that. He'd always um he'd come into my job, and we would talk about this show. Like I'm like, yo, dude, you gotta watch it. It's it's Breaking Bad. It's fantastic. And David would always be like, I don't know, I'm not sure. I saw the first two episodes. I wasn't a big fan. I didn't like it. And I'm like, dude, like, see it, please. Like, and and then at the end, at the end of the show, after it's it's been concluded, he sees the whole thing, and he's like, oh wait, I think you were right about Breaking Bad. It was, it was, it was, it was okay. It took food poisoning to get me to start watching it. It, it was okay. <laughs> no, it was the sec. To me, it's pro- it's the third. It's my number three show of all time. Okay. So, um, like in the history of TV. Yes, guys. Over Buffy. <laughs> is, it that, is it that good? Oh, dude, it's better than Buffy. No, 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 no. You just lost me. <laughs> better than Buffy. It's for real. You just lost. You just lost me. They're there's different. no. There's. I. I know you love Xander a lot, but there's no Xander on here. Uh, Serge, I don't Xander know if you knew this, but Gaius thing. loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, if you're a fan of that show, are you also a fan of 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 all the? Wait a minute. How about Firefly? I like Firefly. Yeah, oh my God, not as much as Buffy, but yeah, Wait, Firefly. Uh, I'll accept that. That's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's cool. I even, I even like the movie. I like Serenity as well. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's upsetting that it just had a single season. Uh, it should have been on for like eight oh, more seasons. Fox <laughs> sucks with sci-fi shows. They like they pimp them out for like the first few months they're on, and then they're like, oh, let's just like dump it on Friday. And like, yeah, no one's gonna watch it on that's Friday. You want it to die. <laughs> And now the and now the act, and now the actor who played the um who was who was um he was a priest like a uh, he was a priest like a pastor I think on the show right okay and uh, yeah, he yeah. just he just passed away like a year ago right so, yeah so um I don't think we have any any chance for uh to bring it back season two ever gonna Firefly. bring it back uh, oh by the way speaking of remakes I would hope they never ever 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 touch Buffy ever ever you <laughs> know they've talked no. about. Here's the Please. thing. You you better prepare yourself for it because you know there's a movie coming. I don't think they're gonna remake the show. I I would say in five years there'll be a Buffy movie. And that would be Judgment Day for guys. Right? No, oh, I would. I, I uh, who well, are right. during, during the twentieth anniversary? During the twentieth anniversary, they asked everyone like, "Would you be up for like?" Because you know they're like, "Oh, they're rebooting all these shows and like you know their movies and stuff." Like, would you be up for it? And some of them said it would depend on who was involved. Like, Joss Whedon would have to be involved, but Joss Whedon says he would never... He's continued that story on in, like, comic book form. What if David like, Fincher takes it up and makes his dark-ass Buffy? Make a dark-ass Buffy movie. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then all of them said that they would they couldn't see it being done without Sarah Michelle Gellar. So they were like, hey, she's essential to that part now. Like, she, they can't see it being done without her either. Well, you know what I'm going to say. If they do do it with... Uh... SMG, do you think it'll be like the whole your daughter thing? Like, is the vampire? It could be, but but she she actually made a good point about that show and basically saying like it would be weird for her to re to be on it as an adult now. Like it just there's something about that show that works, you know, in the high school, college, you know, young adult years, like that made sense for the character and for the show. Like I think it kind of be weird too to see her doing it now. Like as a real, like a full fledged adult, yeah. Like you know, in late thirties, like it, it, it would, it would, I think it's something about that show that kind of was of its time, and like it would have to be, you know, in that time period where she's younger. Which is my biggest concern is like if they rebooted it, of course they would like recast it and it'd be like a young cast again, and, and then like, 
and then poor G is going to be very sad. And I, I would watch it out of morbid curiosity, <laughs> but I would, but I would not. I, I, even if I thought it was like, all right, I don't think I could be. I would stand by it. But. Awesome. So, as always, we sidetracked. And going back to our main topic of this day, of a side track, I know I missed the Baby Driver. The, yes, the consensus everybody likes the movie. Loved it. Did everybody? you see it? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. That's why I wasn't here. Yeah, for that's the first why time. we. Um... I was on intern duties. <laughs> uh, I have, you, you know what? I mentioned I mentioned that movie at work because you know, like, I manage a restaurant and stuff, and like we're right by a movie theater, and everyone's like coming in. Like we usually ask people, oh, like, oh, you're in the movies, what are you seeing? And. Uh, I mentioned Baby Driver and like to several people, and some of them had not, didn't even hear of it. They didn't even know what it was. It's not the most flattering title if you don't know what the hell the movie's about, or if you're not really like a you know film buff. A casual moviegoer is gonna be like, "What the fuck is that?" Like, what the fuck is Baby Driver about? Like, it sounds like a bad teen movie. I think I heard. I think I heard um, other people say that it's basically like how people thought, like. Um, Drive, drive. Yeah, that's what like. that's what we were talking about before. Yeah, that it's basically what everyone thought drive was going to be. Yeah, because but it's they're both more action packed. So. But Lou, it's What's it's up? summer blockbuster time. Sergio, did you bring a list? I don't have a list. No, we, but, I, oh, but he's chi- he's chiming in. All right, so for, in. before we get to the best and honorable mentions, I'm just gonna run through my five worst. Okay, I got five. All right, G. One of your favorites, maybe, on this list. Oh, God. I hated to put this on number five because I have a soft spot and I love this movie. Number five is Batman and Robin. It's, you know, I have. <laughs> I hated to put it on the list, but it's not a good movie. That definitely made, made, my, that, that definitely that, made that, my worst. It's up there. <laughs> um, my number four is Godzilla from 1998. That's a good one. My number three is Jaws of Revenge. Fantastic movie. My number two is Super Mario Brothers. That came out during the summer. Yeah, oh. it came that out. No, you you know the rotten <laughs> luck that it had. It came out the week before Jurassic Park. Wait a minute, if that's your number two, dun, dun, dun. what's my number one? Yeah, what's your number one, dude? Jen, shout out to Jen's Mama Lena. I'm sorry, but her favorite actor John Travolta stars in Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Battlefield Earth that's was a, incredible, dude. Our Incredibly list is bad. so similar. <laughs> Battlefield Our Earth, very and it's like, I wanted to see if it, you know, I'm the type of person that likes self-torture, so I wanted to watch it to see if it was as bad as people said it was. Dude, the whole movie is shot like at an angle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, there's like no straight shot the entire movie. A lot of the characters are just like, kind of like awkward laughing the whole, the yes. whole movie. It's kind of weird. All right, Lou, what's your five worst? Throw those out real quick. All right. Uh... Well, we got one that we got coming, but five worst are The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Is, is that five. the Eddie Murphy movie? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the movie that lost. I think it's the, it holds the record for the most money lost of any movie. Really? Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. Poor, Eddie. Poor Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that was... What was the basis of that movie? Garbage, but that's like the pinnacle of Wasn't the that base... Is it, was that based on a like TV weirdest, show or something? It had like the weirdest storyline. I forgot what it was. I can't remember. Didn't it have like a crazy? It had a crazy big budget too. Like it was like yeah, stupid. I think it only made like <laughs> a million back or something. It was something really small. Uh, number two is Green Lantern. Number four is oh. Green Lantern. <laughs> the CGI suited Green Lantern, played by Deadpool. I'd Man, love to know what went on in that suit. Like in those meetings, like Dark Knight, real suit. Iron Man, real suit. 
Captain America, real suit, God, or whatever. I uh, Green Lantern CGI. To be fair, man. To be Green fair, Lantern's not that bad. To it's be fair right. about Green Lantern, <laughs> you know his power, his his ring power allows him to create things right like out of his ring. So perhaps his suit, it doesn't have to be a real suit. It it could just be like, you know what I'm saying? Like like he he projects a suit onto him. Hence, am I making sense here, guys? No, you're, 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 you are. I'm, this is what happens when we have a psychologist. I'm picking up what you're talking about. <laughs> this is when we happens when we get a psychologist on the on the on the Jesus air. Christ. He doesn't have to have a suit. He can he, he can try to project a suit on his body because he has that ring power, man. Right? I'll just say it looks really bad, even though if he did, pro- he could have projected it a little better. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I'm gonna Wait. give a little shout out to Lori real quick. Cause, shout uh, out to I, Lori. Shout out to Lori because Lori, I've told, I'm always like, yeah, it's not that bad, and she just immediately just goes like, you're just distracted by brunette uh, Blake Lively. That's all you care about. And I was like, uh, that could. Very by the well way, be. is that what they <laughs> met? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think he was still with Scarlett Johansson at the time too. Wait, Ryan Reynolds was a Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he's had some. I mean, I mean, I like Blake Lively. I prefer Blake Lively. It never really but, worked. Jen, what? <laughs> Jen's like, it never really worked. It never really worked. <laughs> but Blake Lively, uh, good. You know what? Good for him though. He was in, it was it was a huge flop. No one liked Green Lantern except for me, I think. And but he met his lady there, and they you know got married. And he now, won, he, he got, got something out of it. He got some out of it. They both were like, you know, and now they're both better for it. their careers. Have been pretty successful post Green Lantern. There you go. I think but I will say that I still enjoyed it a little bit more than other people did. I didn't think it was like I as we say hot garbage. One of Serge's favorite movies ever, Speed Racer. It was it. Well, it was. I didn't. It was all style and no substance. I think. Yeah. Is that was, Flash was that a Wachowski brother movie? It was. It yeah, was. they haven't anything good since the Matrix. Yeah, that's true. Not even ma- anything in the Matrix, the, but the Matrix not even the good. sequels. Yeah, yeah. And aren't they like women now? I think. Wait, like, what? I think no, brothers. no. I think I think Wachowski is, I believe, transgender now. Or, or oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I might be wrong. Please don't. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wouldn't like casually bring that up. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, my next one is one of the best DC movies ever made. It's the Catwoman. I. Did it put it on my list? Man, I've never seen it. Catwoman. That would have made my worst list too. Can we talk <laughs> about the basketball scene? I've never seen Go. Catwoman. It's so bad, but it's Dude, so good. <laughs> all of us, all of us, have to watch that scene Dude. over again. It, it was, it was. I mean, probably like, like a top three, like awkwardest scenes ever made in, in the history of a film. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I Man, Wait. I will give, I'll give Halle Berry credit though. I love when she accepted her Razzie Award. And like basically mocked her like yeah, Oscar. Yeah, yeah. It's like basically it was like I'm so happy to be the first black woman to receive the Razzie. Like it was it was funny. At least Wait, they, I like when they go and show up. And actually, does that mean your number like, one is Batman and Robin? No, my number one is Battlefield Earth. Oh, I didn't put. I, did, I I enjoy Batman and Robin. So, so do I. To, I to put it on my worst. Well, I mean, I'm. It's on my list. <laughs> I just enjoyed too much for it to be my worst. But Battlefield Earth was atrocious. Atro- Shout out to L. Ron Hubbard's masterpiece right there. It's so and it's, funded. it's boring. Shout out to it's, Scientology. <laughs> Shout out to Tom Cruise. Even Tom Cruise knew to stay away from it. He was like, "Nah, man." <laughs> how much I, the, I, do, I do so much for you guys already. Know how much he lost in that movie? No, Travolta. Lost. Yeah, oh, yeah Travolta. How much did Travolta lose on that movie? Does anyone know that? 
Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone know the budget? What's the budget on Battle for Rose? Well, well, Lou's checking that out. What's your number? What are your worst? Okay, so worst, I have uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control at oh, number five. Shout out to oh, that's, Jen. That's Jen's favorite movie. I know Jen loves Speed, Speed 2, 2 Cruise, Cruise Control. Control. I, my, mind, my mind cannot wrap around calling a movie Speed and having it take place on a cruise ship that doesn't go fast at all. <laughs> At all, that's like, it. Doesn't make any sense. But I will also give credit to Sandra Bullock for admitting that it was a total paycheck movie. She knew it was bad, but they threw fifteen million dollars at her, and she was like, "Ah, you can't really turn that down." But it's it's pretty bad. Like it, you, and you can tell when you're watching it that the main reason Speed worked, uh, one is like a solid action movie, but the chemistry between her and Keanu Reeves is also one of the things that makes most of that movie work, and. Not trying to diss Jason Patrick or anything because you know he's all right. He's just but he's just kind of there. Jason Patrick is one of the crankiest people I've ever seen in person. <laughs> he, he just looks perpetually he cranky. L- like I was, uh, <laughs> this was at the same convention. He's there signing autographs and meeting people, and I don't smile much in pictures. It's just a natural thing I do. You don't but smile he, much in real life. I don't. That's true. But he <laughs> he, <laughs> he looks really angry at in every picture I saw him take. It's just like he hates his career, apparently. I'm so angry. Uh, I'm so rich and famous. Uh, he even like he isn't like talking about the Lost Boys. I hate when people don't like talking about movies that are like everyone loves, but everyone kind of like, oh yeah, that's like one of my favorite movies. Like you mentioned the Lost Boys, and he gets all like, I've done other stuff. Aren't they supposed to make a remake of the Lost Boys? Yes. The TV show has been trying. The CW is trying to get it off the ground, and they don't want to give up on it because they passed on it this pilot season. But they want the creator of it to like to rework the pilot. I think it's. They re- I think it's too late. It's it's it's, it's way it's not too late. And like I I think they want I think they're trying to like basically you know the Vampire Diaries is gone and they kind of want to replace that. They have the originals, which is another vampire show, but that's probably after this season going to be done. I'm assuming. So I, they want something to replace it, and I don't know why they think the Lost Boys would be. Good. I just don't. I'm. I've always been surprised they haven't remade the Lost Boys already. I think of all the like kind of '80s movies, like, uh, like, like that. Like, I feel like some studio person. Had, like, I'm surprised they haven't been like, "Yo, let's remake this. It'd be good." I always have a very, very soft spot for the Lost Boys. The soundtrack is great. I and, I can watch the movie over and over again. It's so good. And that reveal at and the, the end, I didn't really oh. see coming. So yeah, because they trick you. They yeah, trick you with a whole like oh, already in the house like uh like they porched it on him the garlic thing didn't work <laughs> which is really funny when you actually watch that scene it's actually pretty funny it's really funny too because I love when like when he turns and looks at Corey Feldman he's like did you know that he's like of course everybody knows that like yeah it's just a really it's a really nice reveal for sure all right G what's your four through one. all right I have a recent one on Independence Day Resurgence is yeah, that number four. Bad. Uh, and the worst thing about it is that it takes itself so seriously, it's not even fun. It's a very, it's like the polar opposite of what the first one is. Yeah, for real. Uh, at three, hold on, I gotta scroll back to my list real quick. I have a uh, Prince of Persia came out May twenty eighth. Does that count? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, didn't I've, like it. I've never one seen day. it. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't need to. No, at I, all. I, it's uh during Disney's rough time during for live action movies. Like like Don Carter and ugh. was that like what, what year was that? Uh, Prince of Persia. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Persia. One second. 
I want to say, was that 2011? Oh, so it was during the Marvel days, but it looks like Marvel Research. was the only thing that they were doing well at the time. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wait, 2010. Awesome. So, yeah. All right. I don't uh, know, where's, t- tell me Batman and Robin yeah. is not number one. It is definitely number one. And Battlefield Earth is number two. <laughs> what? Oh, I am. Geez. Batman and Robin's not. We can, all, we can all talk about it and laugh and say that it's so bad that it's good but it's it ruined the whole franchise <laughs> but do you think you honestly think <laughs> battlefield earth is a whole, better movie than batman and robin it took down, it took down a whole franchise <laughs> battlefield earth took down a whole religion yeah, but, yeah that's true but i mean <laughs> i don't know man i i just I can't stand by it and like be like oh well no i just can't that hurts my heart dude i think and i think batman and robin and speed 2 cruise control came out within like a week of each other I didn't know that. So it was an awful, it was an awful, awful, awful week. <laughs> kind of like this summer so far, until most recently. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I mean, I guess we have to rely on everything that's coming out in July to kind of make up for. I think Planet of the Apes and what we have so far is going to make up for it. Is this our, is this our like worst summer movie season in a while? Um, yeah, I would say so. I think this because, is one of like, the first. I think this is one of the worst first halves of the year that we've had in a while. Well, my friend was saying, like, it doesn't even, like, he's like, the summer movie season is not special anymore because you're getting, like, big movies in, like, March. Like, yeah, like, stuff like, like, Beauty and the Beast, like, a movie like Beauty and the Beast making, like, $500 million here, and that came out in March. I mean, that's not, like, usually you didn't really see that before. It's like, it's just they're releasing blockbusters, like, earlier and I earlier think that's in the uh, that's a comic book effect because you don't want, the last thing you want to do is release a movie when a comic book movie drops because that's, that's just selling yourself short of making any money right so and why do why do you like when why do they eat these movies up overseas because like it's just i think it's funny that they like certain things will be flopping hard here like the mummy or transformers even but then you read like but it made like 400 million dollars like overseas like what i wonder what they love about those kind of movies i have no idea they love tom cruise they love Tom Cruise. They apparently love Johnny Depp too, because Pirates has made six hundred something. I I, I, t- I told you when I saw it, I didn't mind this one at all. I really thought it was. I don't like the second one as much as you do. I remember we spoke about it, but I I I think this one does a nice job of closing everything up. So, but we we'll get to some of our best, and you mentioned Pirates before. Uh, the Battlefield Earth budget. Oh, so we started at. Seventy-three million. All right. How much did it make? I think added twenty-five million to that. About okay. A little more probably. Uh, it made a whopping twenty-one million. <sighs> yeah. And that's not even counting how much they spent on marketing and promotion. And that's not even counting how many people saw the movie and converted over to Scientology. Because, <laughs> right? No, that's exactly I, I think I think that was a part that, of it. Yeah. Right? Because he was uh, the guy who wrote the who wrote the who wrote the, the book. Story, also yeah. created Scientology. That's. Crazy. It was a, a propaganda movie. Uh, hey, why is Forrest Whitaker in it? I just, I just there's, something there's some decent people in there. Possible. Forrest Whitaker wasn't he in a? Uh, oh. uh, there are like uh, uh, he was in some pretty... go like this is gonna be good. Well, I, we all know it did not live up to, to the hype. Um, it has it has a it has an amazing two point four out of ten on IMDb. I think it's single digits on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. So, all right, go moving on to our best. I have a few honorable mentions. Actually, yeah, I actually have a good amount of honorable mentions here. And here we go. I'm sure you both have some of these movies on your 10, but it's all good. 
Uh, one of my honorable mentions is Independence Day. What? There you go. Oh, it's like sorry, number block. Whoa, 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 it's not a, even an honorable mention. <laughs> not on my list. It's not on your list at all. No. Nah. You, oh, yeah. Do you not remember being excited when that? Oh God. Oh uh, then no, that, that has to be an honorable mention for me. You you don't like that movie? I like it. You didn't have like a fun time. Fifteen other movies I put above that. Damn. What? Ugh. Another honorable mention for me is Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, That's a good one. Deathly Hallows Part Two. The Avengers. Mad Max Fury Road. Wait a minute. Stop. Oh, yeah. That's solid, that's solid seven. Is solid that, seven. Is that is that in, in your top list? No, the honorable mentions. List? Honorable, oh, honorable mentions? mentions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I almost got offended there. No, I, no. I thought you were talking about the bottom list. No. Like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> and my last honorable mention is Superman 78. No that's pretty good at honorable mention list, actually. Yeah. You're probably going to hate my that's 10 then. <laughs> I can't. I'm still stuck on the fact that Independence Day is not on our boys list at all. Damn like, right. yeah, that that's Look, crazy. Not even go through my, my honorable. Yeah, I gotta hear like, this. I gotta hear this. this. Is like Friday next Friday, Friday after next. All of the Fridays. You serious? <laughs> no. Oh, baggage claim, soul claim. I don't know. I have. I think soul plane came out during the summer. I think soul plane was a summer movie. Soul plane did not make my honorable mention. Uh, my honorable mentions are Curse <laughs> of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Edge of Tomorrow. Nice. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. That's a summer movie? That's a summer movie. Holy shit. I didn't know that was a summer movie. Yeah, at all. Gladiator. <sighs> and Minority Report. Oh, so good. Okay. No, no Minority Report is so good. Independence Day can suck it. I, lo- I love Minority Report. Yeah, Soul Plane came out May 28th. If you guys want to, like, throw that in there, just in case. <laughs> Throw that's your honorable mention. <laughs> All right, G. What, what are your honorable? You can throw in. You can throw in Big Mama's House too. I like the first Big Mama's House. Oh, the first one's hilarious. The second one. That's is when ass. we were okay with. There's three of them. Awful. Is the third one made for TV? No, it went to the theater. Oh. No, Brandon B. Jackson. Yeah, that guy that's in the uh, that Percy Jackson movies. Or whatever. Yeah. You uh yeah, okay. I wouldn't even touch Percy Jackson. <laughs> um, gee, what are your honorables? <laughs> You're not a Percy Jackson fan? Nah, the first one's fine, that's about it. <laughs> Alright, I have uh Twister as honorable mention. I've never seen Twister. Twister's good. What? What? How you've never seen Twister? I do own it, but I just haven't plugged it in. It's yet. just been chilling, collecting dust. Chilling. I have so many of those <laughs> that I gotta get to. Oh uh, man. All right. All right, so I have Deathly Hallows Part Two as an honorable mention. Yeah, only because I have I have another Harry Potter movie that's on the actual list. Damn, can't believe Azkaban uh, made it. Oh yeah, it did. I have a uh, AI uh, artificial intelligence. Oh gee, I hate that movie. Uh, why? It's so good. What? We've we've come to the point where we can now name someone else that I hate in Hollywood. Here we go. Give us a name. I cannot stand Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment is so good in that movie, though. Like he's good as a cat. Oh, he is, and he was good in the Sixth Sense. I know you don't. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right, keep it going. He had a lot. He had a lot. Uh, he, that's a lot. That's a lot of depth for like a kid to have. Like, it, but you, oh, whatever. It's fine. I'm sorry. What don't you like about sorry. it other than Haley Joel Osment? I was a little bored, and I don't. I think he very he's very annoying on in the movie to me. Oh, whatever. 
just as annoying as the talking computer robot thing from that one. Shut your whore mouth with a talking computer. <laughs> so, sir, do you know about the talking computer guy? So, guys, has never I'm seen. Curious. G has never seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh wow, dude! And he loves to uh, shit on uh, it. No. And what? he said, and, no. and he said, Mad Max Fury Road is a solid seven. And it was good. I just sir, we have never like... met, but we are, we are <laughs> already <laughs> enemies. <laughs> I mean, like it was, it was, You act like I hated it. It was good. I just didn't love it the way everyone else seemed to like love it. Oh, I didn't understand all the Academy Here, Award nominations. I was like, all right, whatever. It's here's, another, here's another one that you both are going to shit on me for an honorable mention. I totally forgot to mention it. Terminator 2 Judgment Day is not on my list. Shitting has commenced. What? Holy what? shit. Someone throw something at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention it's an honorable mention. Just missed my list. Uh, I have uh, Batman I'll, Returns I'll, as honorable mention as well. I'll give you that because I completely forgot about Prisoner of Azkaban. You guys just reminded me. Yeah, I feel bad now. I didn't want to. Too, too, I didn't want to like disrespect Harry Potter, put two honorable mentions. So I just rather leave it at one and call it a day. I completely forgot about those movies. Yeah. So when it came down for me with definitely because I like I love definitely House Part Two, but like as you know, like Prisoner of Azkaban has like a special place in my heart. And I was like, yeah. I can't really. I want to put that on the list, but I can't really not talk about definitely House Part Two. So that's why it ended up being honorable mention. No doubt, because it is it's a solid movie. Oh, and absolutely. then I had Batman Return the honorable mention as well. Yes, that was June as well. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. So I'll kick it off because I'm sure my number 10 already gets I'm way gets too some... excited for this. I'm worried. Because <laughs> I think you both are going to destroy me today. There we go. Uh, my number 10 is The Lion King. Solid. Good. No? Yeah. That's good. G's like trying to find a way to shit on me right now, but he's like, "Oh, the Lion King's so no, good." No, no, because it's on it's on my list, but you know, it made my list last minute because I kind of forgot. Like some of these, I, I forgot came out during the summer. And yeah, it's thinking, like movie. actually, Lori, another shout out to Lori. Lori was like, what? "Lion King," and I was like, "The Lion King." Oh yeah, it did come out during the summer, and I like kicked something else off. <laughs> didn't put Lion King there. There you go. So the reason but that at least it's only list though. The reason Lion King is on the list and Aladdin isn't because Aladdin is my number one is because I saw the Lion King in theaters. I don't have a theater experience memory of Aladdin. Okay. The Lion King, I saw it in theaters, and I was just like... Balling your eyes out. No, I was a kid, man. I wasn't balling my eyes out. Balling your eyes out. I was just like, I loved everything. And even I guess that was my one of the first experiences I had that I made me realize that I love music and film. Okay. Because the music in The Lion King is so great. And the whole story of... Uh, Scar Mufasa is just fantastic, and then Simba overcoming the odds. He did a John Cena, and then just you know becoming king at the end is just top notch stuff. I don't, I don't get the John Cena reference. Overcoming the odds, John oh, Cena over God. the over. You 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 made a you made a wrestling reference. There you go. There's your quarter. There you go. No, but I mean John Cena's an actor now, so you can't. John Cena's an actor now, so it's not just a wrestling reference, so. But yeah, Lion Man, King I'm is. So bad. I'll land a movie, so you can't throw it on your list. <laughs> Wait, that what? I said, I'm so glad Lala lands on a summer movie, so you can't throw it on your list. Oh, number number one and two. No. Number. One. He's like, yeah, yeah. Lala land is something you can appreciate year round. So yeah, Lala land is something you can appreciate year round. Hold that, son. Uh, it is. I'm not talking smack. You know I like it. Oh, I know. No. All right. That's <laughs> my second favorite last La La year. So my number ten is the Lion King. Uh, Lou, you're up. Lose number ten is RoboCop. Shut the fuck up. Why shut RoboCop? Like RoboCop? Oh was my that a... fucking god! Wait, pause. Is that the what? first wait, RoboCop wait, wait, wait. or the, the one that just came out a few uh, years ago? First RoboCop. 
Oh, oh yeah, I was, about to, I was about to turn on you if it was a remake. I was like, no, oh, that's a remake. The remake had Michael <laughs> Keaton, though. It wasn't was a bad it was remake, though. It? Yeah, I have it. Cause, it? Yeah, because Michael Keaton is in It's awful, it. dude. It's it fine. It wasn't that bad. It's fine. It's better than Green Lantern. It's, it's just... No, it's not. It's better than Green Lantern. <laughs> it's way I was, better than I was, Green Lantern. I, I was disgusted by the RoboCop remake. It felt like I think, actually, I actually think so RoboCop is one, one of the best action movies it's ever made. I think it's so good. With the original RoboCop? art. Yeah, it's oh, so I, smart too. I Not love the scene. The, like, I do love the scene in RoboCop when um, I think he's when he's already RoboCop and he's going to that factory and that guy just melts in that oh, the acid, yeah. in the acid. Yeah. So creepy. <laughs> you yeah, making that weird noise? Yeah. Oh, so gross. That's what I liked about the uh, first one. It was so like gruesome when the guy got shot up in the office. I forgot what that robot was called. Ed two hundred nine. Ed two hundred nine. He got shot up in the office. The acid scene. Ed like, that movie just had some of the best kills in cinema history. Okay. You have 20 to comply. <laughs> it doesn't turn off. The and then it just goes downhill. Isn't one of them in the hood? <laughs> I think they're all in the hood, man. It's Bro, Detroit. They're <laughs> no, all in Detroit. Hood. <laughs> so but like, there's a, scene, of, there's a final scene. There's a final scene. Or a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> there's a final scene in one of them that literally, I think, takes place in the hood. Or am I mistaken that for Meteor, man? It was in Detroit. But <laughs> like in the actual like projects, it's in Detroit. <laughs> it's everywhere. The I'm not going to insult the entire city of Detroit and saying it's one Detroit? project. Yeah, we have. We have been to Detroit. <laughs> I like how not, it's not all the hood. Right so we just, yeah, we just blatantly right. diss Detroit. Like the whole thing is hood. Lewis Everything is like is just destroyed the city of Detroit. Shout out to, the, to, to Detroit. No, I think I think go in pack, RoboCop go. two. I think in RoboCop RoboCop two there is an actual. This sounds really weird because, like, to me, the whole movie takes place in the hood. But there is actually like an actual scene I think that does take place, as you said, like in the hood. in the hood. That's what I'm saying. That's why I wasn't <laughs> sure which one it was. The third one. Have you guys seen the third one? Yeah, they third one's hot garbage. Yeah, it's dude. hot garbage. So bad. Uh, I just want to give a shout out because I actually did not put RoboCop on my list, and I'm kind of upset I didn't even mention it as I mentioned. But Kurt uh, Kurt Smith is like one of the best villains ever in that movie. He plays uh, Clarence Bonner. Yeah. Uh, guy with the glasses. Oh, he's just so, so good. He's, he, I think he's better than like. I guess there is like a main villain, like the, the guy that's running everything. But like, he's like, he's so fun to watch. Love that dude. And he's on that '70s show, which is like one of my favorite comedies. Awesome. So, I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Show. Let's let's start year ten. What's your number ten? Uh, I have the original Spider-Man at number ten. Over two. At, well, no, no, no. I well, two's on my list, but like oh, it's, you got both of them. You went there. Wow. I, I went there. That's a. <laughs> should I? Should I have not gone there? No. Mean a couple. What's crazy uh, is I only have two superhero movies on my list. I think so do I. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and I definitely know that one of them is, and it's probably your number one. Oh no! No, Why it's not. not. Never mind. No, no, no. Fuck. I thought about it, but I totally, I totally feel <laughs> they're like, from the same universe. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, <laughs> you, t- I totally feel your love for, um, uh, for that movie. Spider-Man? Yeah, for Spider Man. Like I thought that William Dafoe was so good as a villain. I mean, he was a little over the top in some scenes, but I think he played the role so well. And then shout out to the oh, late yeah. great Macho Man Randy Savage because he was Bone Saw. In the movie, I think it was. Oh yeah, I think it was an important movie because I think at the time a, a lot of the superhero movies were weren't. Um, it wasn't taken as as 
you know, it, it was That's seen a, as like a side and it wasn't show. Pro- and it, wasn't it was seen as like either, a fluke almost. And then yeah. Spider-Man came out and it was like, wait a minute. You know, it's good for all ages. It's entertaining, you know, and, and, and it's cool. And, and I feel like all the Spider-Man, like all those films kind of have kick-started well, a, lot of our, a lot of today's I, like Well, like, I think the reason why I remember it fondly too is like, you know, we've all, we've all gone to see like some movies and stuff. We all like remember certain things fondly about them but i feel like spider-man kind of kind of reignited the whole like summer like being excited to see like a movie during the summer like i i just remember like everyone i knew wanted to see it and then like it was also like to go piggyback off what you're saying like for superhero movies even though you had stuff like blade and x-men that like made money yeah, Spider-Man but there was, was something about, there was something about it that was so much bigger it became much bigger than even those movies were where it was just like you know, I think Spider-Man was like, it was like the number one domestic opening for a long time. One fourteen. Like, you know, it's so weird now. Yeah, it's so weird now because you have was, uh, like two hundred. Yeah, it was one hundred and fourteen <laughs> until Vinny Chase and Aquaman took it down. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it's like it was like a really. I think it's actually more important than people give it credit for, as far as you know, being able to do those movies right. Agreed. And I, I feel and I feel bad giving most of the credit to Spider Man because I do like X Men and I do like Blade, but there is something about Spider Man that kind of Spider Man drew the crowds in, and then we took off from yeah. there. I um, think I think Spider Man had that appeal where it, it appealed to everyone, right? Just kids, adults, teenagers, uh, nerds, and, and 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 the casual viewer. Like it just it's it's demographic. I love included everyone. I love how people. I mean, I'm going to get more into it because you say. Two is on your list as well. When you get to number two, yeah. I have more to say about this. But I love how people nowadays have, have such short-term memory when it comes to, like, Spider-Man. And they shit on it and they think it's terrible. And I'm like, but what? Like, I don't, I can't sit. Like, you say you're defending Batman v Superman, but you're going to say Spider-Man's terrible? I think so, the problem yeah. is that Spider-Man has been, it, it's, it's, you know, it had, it, it had its trilogy. It was remade. And, and now, now it's, it's remade it, it, again. It, now it has a another remake. So I I, I think it's um, everybody is just kind of tired of of the, the Spider Man. I mean, you know, it, it, although I do hear that the yeah the new one's the great. new one is, yeah. is 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 good. I, I, I so I moving on to number nine. I think I got a shit for this from UG because it's a little low on my list. My number nine is Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, no shit from you. Oh, that's pretty low. Yeah, I, mean, I figured. It's pretty. That's pretty slow, though. It's low. Yeah, I really. I'm re- surprised. I thought it would be high. I rewatched it the other day, and I thought it was so fun. Like that movie is one of those movies that kicks off right away with that whole boulder scene when he's when he's uh, when he's stealing that uh, that piece that he stole, and you just had that giant boulder just go after him, and it kicks off from there. And that scene, that's one of the iconic scenes of that movie, but it has nothing to do in reality with the plot of the movie. It just kind of introduces right. you to his like. The guy that he's that's screwing Indy over. What I did notice from this movie that I didn't notice because I hadn't seen it in a while is that it's actually not. It's very slow paced. It's not action, action, yeah. action, action. You have that first scene and then it, you know, it's nicely paced till we get to the end and you have Indy battling Nazis. It's just so much fun and Harrison Ford is great in it. So there's not much negative to say. And shout out to Alfred Molina who has like a cameo in like the first two minutes of the movie. He's in that first scene of the movie. Oh, yeah, he is. So Doc, shout out to Doc Ock. All right. You're number nine, Lou. My number nine is Batman 89. 
It's a little the low. Summer on, of Batman. It's a little low on the list. Wow. Well, yeah, that movie is important to the whole summer. <laughs> yeah, that movie is way too important. Yeah, that movie definitely made its own summer movies. Uh, it was its own summer based around that movie. I mean. I'll, I'll, I'll save my comments yeah, I know, for later. I know you got your comments saved, but for me, it's my number nine. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's fantastic. We talked, <laughs> we talked endlessly about this uh, movie yes, already. Yes, we have. So. We'll, uh, we'll go to detail later. Talk about all right, guys. Number nine, right? Jeez, yeah, you're number nine. Uh, I'm probably gonna get shit for this, probably. but I got I got Tom Gun at number nine. <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, I know, bro. I know, I know, I know. Tom Gun's away, man. No, Take no, my break. Here's the thing. So, so here's the deal. I didn't see Tom Gun until a year ago, but I think with the experience, really, of life, I saw it at the yeah. We had a we have like this rooftop cinema thing in Hollywood. Oh, that's dope. and they. And they show like basically like old like movies and stuff, and that's when I saw it for the first time. And I think just because the crowd I saw it with, like they were like quoting it before, like they would quote lines before they happened. They like knew all like the music cues and stuff. And I just being in that environment while watching it kind of made me enjoy watching the movie a lot more. And I've actually seen it several more times since then. But yeah, a year ago was the first time. I, I think first time experiences like, of movies help a lot with like whether or not it makes a list too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually didn't even feel bad that I was kind of, like, left out of a movement a little bit. They made me kind of feel like I was a part of it, even though I didn't know what certain things were coming and whatever. Like, everyone there just was, like, immersed in it. He was, thought it was, like, the best movie ever made. <laughs> it's kind of uh, like, this has, this has nothing to do with summer movies, but going back on your what you were saying about her experiences, the first time I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show was at the live, you know, the live show with the movie in the oh, background. That and that's the only way I could ever <laughs> see that movie. Like, it's the... It's the essential needed film experience. I took for Halloween, like uh, Surge and. Did not Lou. tell me a thing about it. What happened? Did not tell me. No, I I didn't on. say one word. I wanted them to have I the don't experience know what the hell without that was. without. Uh, that was fantastic. It was fun, right? I was actually in a play of the of the Rocky Horror Picture Show in in elementary school. I was uh, I was back up. Uh, I was a dancer in Time Warp. That's awesome. Another quick search fun fact: His girlfriend actually won best orgasm noise. Yes, yeah, she did. That, so. She was good on you, bro. I know, <laughs> I know how to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen loves uh, the Rocky our, Horror Picture our, Show as well. Our high school wouldn't let us do Rocky Horror. Good for your high school. Like, that was like, <laughs> uh, no, it was I don't think Lewis will like, ever show up and do that again. Oh no, I'm definitely doing it again. I got, I got to take somebody that uses me. <laughs> okay, I, I've I've gone to that thing twice where they you know you do it live or whatever, and I the first time I went it was very it was just I had fun but it was very overwhelming. Like I I did not I mean I kind of had an idea of what to expect and then I realized I really did we, not know um, what to expect at all. <laughs> we see it often, like every couple of months. And one of uh one of the times we went, we took uh a friend of the show, Kevin, to the oh that was funny. So, about awkward. so pretty much you've seen AG, so you know how it is. If they see that yeah, yeah. you you look uncomfortable, they're going to pick on you. That's just the way it is. So he Kevin is is an interesting person. So he was like, I told him, don't sit at the end. Because if you sit at the end, they're gonna get on you. Did he listen? He didn't want to give up the end, so he's like, I'm comfortable. <laughs> That's his Kevin voice, by the way. And I'm like, okay, so me and Jen are sitting <laughs> are sitting to our right. I'm sitting to his left, and then the show starts. When Frank comes out, first person he sees is Kevin, sits right on his lap. Bam. And I, I took a video and Instant picture regret. of it. The, his, his face is priceless. 
After that, he was like, I should have yeah. listened to you. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's a lot, man. I mean, like, if you're not expecting me, it's a lot. <laughs> it's fun, like, though, right? Now, now the, the best thing, it was fun. So the best thing about going the second time is that I've already experienced it, and then we went with people who had never gone. So I'm just waiting for them, like, waiting for their reactions. And, like, they got, of course, the two people who are worried the most get messed with the most. And it's just so fun to watch. It's like, I was like, thank God, I, like, I'm not in this position anymore. So it was fun to watch. You know them get all like kind of squeamish and uncomfortable and just awkward. They're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but it's fun. Like it's a really you get you really get caught up in it because it's like a the whole experience is pretty fun. No, it's a very fun experience. So one thing is, if you watch that movie without like the 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 show, it's not that great. After Frank, no, it's not. I I've, I've tried and I was like, ah, oh, this is after Frank. I, comes, I guess I think after Frank comes out, it becomes really boring, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is not good. So but, when we went, was that your first time too? Uh, no. Well, well, I, seeing it in in the crowd, seeing it, and also seeing it like so, like on the screen, yeah, and, and with the, the actors right in front of me. Yes. Okay. Cool. It was the first time. I definitely recommend anyone that's looking for a fun experience and a new experience check it out it's the longest running movie in the history of cinema and it's, if you're it's... an introvert and like wallflower uh probably i wouldn't go yeah that would be more fun uh, all right so moving on to Numero no- ocho. number eight my number eight is et I've already expressed my opinions. I can't believe Lewis doesn't like ET. I do not like ET. Yes, you don't know. How do you not like like ET? How do you? Oh, how do you watch that and feel nothing? (laughs) I'm I'm cold. cold. That movie gives me all the feels. It's bad. I I I don't. I have to watch it alone. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't cry as hard as I do than when I watch ET. Like I've said, I'm going to rewatch it with my daughter. She's probably going to enjoy it way more than me, but I'm going to watch it for her. And I'm I, I, now the, that you have kids... I have one kid. You have a child. I bet you you have a stronger feeling towards it now. We'll see. Dude, the it's like... punch of the last 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes is just... Uh, Ah. As soon as like to me, like I I think we've said this before when we've spoken about E. T. It's not when he's dying because I knew in the there was still time left. He wasn't gonna die. It's when they get on those bikes and they start flying and they get there and he's saying his goodbyes to everybody and no one that you think people that didn't give a shit about him, even his mom, shout out to D. Wallace, did not like she didn't even know who E. T. was and she was just like in tears when he when she he was gonna leave. And then that moment where John Williams score is playing and you have uh Elliot and him and E.T.'s like, I'll be right here with his finger and I'm no nah, man, how do you not know the feels? I could tear up yeah. talking about it. First of all, that was a very David like statement that you made that you what? know you knew he wasn't gonna die because there was time left in the movie. That's yeah, man. <laughs> checking his watch. No, we're good, we're good, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, the first time I saw it obviously was on VHS. That was one of the first tapes that actually was a different color. It was actually a green VHS. So when I saw it, I saw the time stamp on the thing. And I was like, oh, there's still time left. So I knew he wasn't going to die. Cheat codes. But yeah, I mean, I'm with G on this. I mean, how do you, that movie uh, drops so many feels. But yeah, that's my number eight. It was a powerhouse in, the, in June 1982. I think it's one of those movies that should have. It was nominated for all these Academy Awards, and I think it's one of those that was too too cool for the time for it to win. And it's my this is my favorite Spielberg movie. It has our favorite our favorite unfavorite actress in that movie. 
Fuck her, man. Exactly. Why do we got to ruin this uh, moment? She, uh, Why do you got to I mean, ruin it? It's her like best, of what, six her best performance <laughs> at the age of six. Congratulations. I don't know if you noticed, Judge, but we hate Drew Barrymore. At least half of the squad here hates Drew Barrymore. Why? She's not uh, a good actress. Yeah. She is she's a good she's, she's, she's proven terrible. it time and time she's again. She's terrible. Go watch Whole Fries. She has a golden globe. <laughs> Go she watch does. Whole Fries. Shout out to Whole Fries. She has, oh, man, she's been... Yeah, I love naming all her movies with bad titles, like Riding in Cars with Boys. <laughs> Home Fries. <laughs> yeah, first of all, that sounds like a porno. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But she, I mean, I, oh, whatever. We're going to have... We're just gonna have one long episode about her, and I'm we just gonna should. try to convince everyone that she's amazing. Okay, I won't say amazing. She's like she's a solid seven. Yeah, Jesus. Good as Mad Max. Drew, you're a solid seven. Solid seven. How do you watch? Oh, the opening scene in Scream. You don't think she was good in that? Yeah, whatever. I don't think it was good over uh, her. And, she was I mean, the movie wasn't good because that. of her, but she was like, it was. She's good in the scene. No, but I'm saying that scene could have been copy paste with any actress. No, oh, you can't just throw stank face over there. It has oh. to be Drew Barrymore. <laughs> She's right. not giving me the stank face. I thought she was. Lou, what's what's your number eight? My number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy. What is with That's the face? Good. You're giving me a face for everyone I've done. It's too new. It's not too new. It is too new. It's too it's new. Fine. That movie was fantastic. It's... I know it was. I just think that All right, was... then. So don't tell me it's too new. I just think that there... happened, right? I think that happened. What do you mean? It, the movie happened, right? Of so course. I just don't think it's too new. Well, I think there's so many better movies that drove the way to summer blockbusters more than Guardians of the Galaxy. You have a universe. No, you know, you, you, know why, you, you know why Guardians is important, though? It's because no one expected that to make as much but, money as it did. But there's I, a, I kind of like it's going to block because I had never heard of it. But you already <laughs> have, but like, here's my thing. You have already, you're, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't get me wrong. But you already have a universe that's established. Everyone, that movie, that movie was going to make money because everyone was going to Marvel movies. It wasn't guaranteed to make money. I don't think it was guaranteed to make money. Thor made money. I didn't Thor made yeah, money. But people knew who Thor was. No, I didn't really wasn't reading Thor. Yeah, you knew of Thor. You, did you know of? I had never, Galaxy? ever, 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 ever heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came out. Not I, even like a blurb. I didn't. I didn't even know it was like there were characters in comics. I didn't I know no of idea. it, but the only reason I actually went to see it is because it was part of the MCU, and to get from point A to point B to yeah. point C, you needed to see it anyway. Yeah, it was great, and people were like, oh, I love Gru and all of these people, but people went to see it because it was part of the MCU. If that shit was a Fox movie or a Sony or whatever the fuck, it wouldn't have made a billion dollars or whatever money it made. It's a great movie. So but I don't explain Ant-Man, because Ant-Man, it was also a, a, a part of the MCU, and it, made money. it wasn't as successful. Right? It made money though. Yeah, it made money, but like it didn't. It, it didn't make like you know. But it also money. wasn't critically <laughs> critically claimed as well as Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Right. So, I, I mean, I. Another, I guess to one. me, like, it was more really on the like if I think I summer blockbuster, I think of like the impact it made and mm. certain aspects of it. But no, I mean, Guardians is great. I just, that just I still think that's part, I still think that has an impact though. I don't. I, I mean, I get what you're saying that people probably felt they had to see it, but like I, if if you if the casual moviegoer has no idea who these people are, like. I mean, I, like, to me, at, it making as much money as it did is... Look at Doctor Strange. A lot of people, like, I have a, a friend, of, a couple of friends of the, that listen to the show that don't like Doctor Strange, but saw it because it was part of the MCU. I'm, I'm included in that list. I saw Doctor Strange, and I, honestly, I don't think it was that great. And it's one of the highest rated, and it's funny, you didn't think it's that great, mm-hmm. My, a lot of friends didn't think it's that great, but they saw it because part of the mcu right. you need to see what's next i still haven't seen it and i don't care if it's part of the MCU. just the trailer i'm not gonna see it eventually but the trailer didn't do anything for me it's I'm, a good movie 
liked it. I don't just base it off of the universe is on. I mean, there's little things in every movie that connects to the fight to the overall story. So, but I, I do think it's it's cool how in Guardians, like it took a bunch of characters who nobody knows and nobody actually kind of cares about. And at the end of the movie, it makes you care about these characters. I mean, who knew about Groot? Who knew about or Rocket? Right? And then and then we see the movie, and now everybody is like, you know, they all they all think, oh, you know, he's awesome, or this character is awesome. You know, it it made you care about the characters in 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 a span of just a couple no, of did. hours. it did. It did, and that's why I think it's a great right. movie. So like, as well. you know, I don't I don't think that's so much about Ant Man, right? Like, I I saw Ant Man. Actually, like, like, I, like, I I don't really care so much about I him. Care. I I mean, I liked Ant Man a lot. I thought the similarity. That's all because of Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd is good. No, Michael Pena was great in it too. Yeah, he was. Oh yeah. I think the thing with yeah, uh, was good. Yeah, he was. I think the thing with um, Ant Man, the similarities that I have with Ant Man and Guardians is that. <clears throat> They're both two characters you didn't even know about, and you know you still went to see it or whatever. But I think the performances from those main characters are the what that pushed it to you giving a shit about them. I mean, we were talking about Doctor Strange before. I saw it. I liked it. I didn't think it was great, but I liked it. But I don't really, still don't care about Doctor Strange. That's the thing. I mean, the acting was good. Yeah, and 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 I like that it instead of like having the powers, it was that he was the a magician that and he's using his magic like it was it was different but just it didn't stick with me i i i wasn't as interested in this film as the other ones in the mcu okay yeah for me i put it i mean i put guards at number eight just not i know it wasn't as hyped up as like batman 89 but once it came out i feel like it took over the summer once people started realizing how good it was it really did, and it kind of took over like the back end of the summer. Like it was, I know throughout August, it was like yeah. I think it was number one for okay, like a all, few weeks. All people talked about. It. We listened to the soundtrack, everything. Now I'll be honest with you. When I first saw the trailer, uh, I thought it looked absolutely absurd because as I had never heard of them before, and I, I was confused. I was just like, "Why well, is there a talking like raccoon? Like I don't understand what's oh, going loved, on." I love the first trailer. <laughs> I just didn't get it. I was like, "I I don't know if I want to see this because I just don't get it." But I'm glad I did. Right. That ended up being a really good movie. Number eight. Was it me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I went with Back to the Future. Whoa, that's so low. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, we agree on that one? No, because you, you know how I feel about. Oh yeah, you don't like Back to the Future. So it didn't make my list. Also, you only Back to the Future either. We've you don't been like through this. Thing. No ET. No <laughs> Back to the Future. No Back to the Future. My list. Lou officially hates good movies. <laughs> Oh, who hates? Shout out to you know Friday. what though? My buddy I work with hates Back to the Future too, and like as well. And I kind of we get into like many arguments about it. I'm like, oh, you just didn't have a childhood or something weird. Wait, <laughs> I have to ask. I know uh-huh. we probably. T- what don't you like about Back to the Future? I thought it was just too cheesy. I mean, we had this discussion already. I thought it was too cheesy for me. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't do anything. I mean, it's Man. it's a bit of the Lou appeal of, of these movies, right? That it's supposed to be cheesy. It's kind of like like oh, over the top, yeah, and weird I mean, it, on purpose. Yeah, but on top of it all, it's, like, it's, like, it's very much an 80s movie, too, like, on top of everything. And the music is great in it. Christopher Lloyd, Mark J. Yeah. Michael J. Fox, everything. Everyone in that movie is great. Huey Lewis in the new. Like, like for yeah. movies that, of that time, I'd rather watch, like, Ferris Bueller over Back to the Future. I mean, it's a completely different movie. I mean, Ferris Bueller's good. I'm talking about, like, movies of that era. Like, it just was too cheesy for me. I mean, they even have a shout-out to Chuck Berry's cousin, Marvin yeah. Berry. So, I mean, it's so much in that movie. It's just so good. perfectly cast. Like, Michael J. Fox is, like, the perfect, like, lead in that, that movie. That's the best role you've ever had, right? Uh, other than Family Ties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than his TV work, I guess you would say that. 
I think guys like Life with Mike or Life with Mikey or whatever. Which one? Which what? Wait, what was the part of that? I'm kind of vaguely. Is that? I'm wait, seeing. Let me the make sure I get the right title. It's the one where he uh, he's an ad salesman with a little girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. He was it's a child star. Me. Then he became an ad salesman, and he no, a child agent. That's what he is. With Nathan Lane. Uh, for those who can't listen, Ben is loudly whispering to David. The synopsis of the story. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have uh, Back to the Future is a little higher on my list, so I'll wait a little bit to talk about that. But I'm with you on how great well, it is. Well, at least you actually like it. I love it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. Um, my, number, wow. my number seven is Jurassic Park. Oh, I can bring you back. It's your number seven? I thought seven, it was going to be top Park. five. No, is it, I guess your top five? It is in my top five. I thought it was gonna be in yours though. Nah, there's a couple of things that are. You love Jurassic. Park. I do love Jurassic Park. Um, well, I mean, we love all these. There's ten movies that we love in the summer. Like, yeah. Let's not forget that fact. So Jurassic Park is. I mean, I'll hold off so till we get to your number, but it's probably the best use of animatronics in film of all time. Yeah. We agree there. Yeah, so close second is Jaws, yeah. but I mean, yeah. Jaws is Jaws, but even the shark looked fake in the movie sometimes. So. The T Rex was not That's looking very or anything. No, the T Rex was fantastic. <laughs> Nothing in that film, all the animatronics. That, and there's like there's something in Jurassic Park that's actually a little scary. I don't know if you guys ever realized this when you watched it. I mean, the Velociraptors. Not even the Raptors. Gee, piggyback off me if anything. Um, when he's going in the car with that fat guy, I forgot his name. Uh, oh, uh, Newman. Newman, when he goes in the car and he has the he has the DNA of the of the dinosaurs, and that dinosaur is in the car with him, the one that flaps his oh, things yeah, open, yeah. and he just oh, spews that black dude. shit at him, and he just attacks him on there. That's like straight out of a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but outside of that, everything was like everything in that movie was fun. Um, although, my except, friend, my friend hates the kids. The no, movie. that's that's where I was going next. I actually don't like the little boy. That little boy is irritating as shit. Ah, the look. The girl is just as bad. No way, really. She's annoying as fuck. And I, it always bugged me that she doesn't like. She just has light. He has to tell her to turn the light off when they're in the car, and it's just like, ugh, she's just, just dumb. I think I, dumb. I, I don't know, man. I think that little boy was just like in need of like <laughs> someone to like say, hey, we can hang out. And he just. Yeah, I always laugh. I always laugh when the he gets zapped on the electric uh, fence when they're climbing. That's, that's wrong. Down. That's wrong. I know it's. I just, I laugh like it's like the funniest thing. It's hilarious. Well, what, what, what compare compare them to the kids in Jurassic World? Uh, like no, no. I wasn't. I know people that were annoyed by those kids. I weren't. I wasn't that. World. I weren't that. I wasn't really that annoyed with them. And I wasn't. I but know it, some people were very annoyed by the little brother. <laughs> but but I thought they were much, both fine. Much superior film than Jurassic World. It, it's good. It's not like Jurassic. It's not Jurassic Park good. That's what I'm saying. Jurassic Park is a much superior film. I'm just, uh, but yeah, I mean, those, I was, I was fine with those kids. I always have an issue with the kids, and I don't hate them like my friend does, but I always thought the girl was more annoying than the little kid, uh, the boy. Here's a nerd update for you guys. Um, a lot of the dinosaurs in these films are not from in the Jurassic era. They're also from the yeah, Jurassic oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Cretaceous era of you know. So, so I think that the name of Jurassic. You know, it's it, it's it's wrong, and and they should shout shout out to that knowledge. I had no idea. Yeah. Yo, that was I the biggest thing we were having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they had like we three eras of dinosaurs. Right 
I think they had like three eras of dinosaurs. I think it was Triassic, uh, and, and Jurassic, and then I want to say Cretaceous or Cre. I guess if we contact, something. if we would contact the studio, they'll probably say, "Well, at least we had Jurassic in it." I mean, they had a couple dinosaurs who were in the in the Jurassic era. I would Jurassic say Jurassic Park. Park probably sounded the coolest out of the, the theme park name. Oh, out of it the definitely other two. did. Yeah. So, but just shout, that, I did not I, know I that. Thought, yeah, I mean, sorry. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, G. Talk, so, no, it's, it's, no it's, it's important. That's now I want. I, we, we need to talk to Spielberg. Like, yes. I, G, you're, <laughs> you're, you're you're closer to the man. Get that shit done for us. I have I know, a like, what, 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 He says you're wrong. <laughs> he says that you have been misleading us <laughs> for years. <laughs> There's been four movies, sir. Four uh, research, sir, and I want my money back from your blockbuster. All right, G. Since Jurassic Park was Lewis's and I seventh. What is your number seven? Uh, my number seven is oh, you're gonna get mad. Uh, it's Jaws. It's it make my top five, but it's <laughs> Jen, <laughs> like is Jen is gonna be so mad at you. Why? Because Jen, what? I I originally like it was going back and forth on my list all week, and I ended up at another number. It was a lot higher than it is, but I I couldn't put Jaws at number seven. It's too low. It's uh, too impactful. Almost. Jen's anger is seething that we're gonna need a, <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger studio. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jen is it's like Jen's like we are no longer watching Clueless together when I go down to LA. <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's the punishment. She's like, no, no more of that. I mean, we can't like everything. I mean, I, I support her love for Never Been Kissed. I mean, come on. Never Been Kissed <laughs> is so bad. Anyways, it's not bad. It's um, good. Did that come out during the summer? <laughs> Never been kissed? I don't know if it came out in the Number summer. Number one. <laughs> Let me just cross off what I have here. <laughs> but Jaws, yeah, I mean, I will, we'll, I guess me and Lou will talk about that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, so that's your number seven. That is my number seven. My number six is going to be a little low. You probably will think it's a little low on my list. Uh, Batman 89 is my number six. Oh, I thought it was going to be so much higher. No, man. Uh, oh, wow. So, have I said this plenty of times? I've said plenty. this in my review of Batman 89. Batman, Batman 89 is the most important comic book film of all time. Without Batman 89, there would be, we wouldn't be here today. Why? Because Batman 89 was the first comic book film to actually market the film. You saw, you saw billboards in New York at a time where now you go to New York and you go to Times Square and you see all those billboards of all these superhero movies and it's common. Right but before then, you didn't see any of that shit. In 1989, in May, June of 89, you saw that giant bat logo in the middle of Times Square. And you're like, oh, Batman. Cool. And on top of that. I was saying Google got it. That was one. It, yeah. It was the highest grossing film ever at the time. The highest opening weekend ever at the time. And was it like $40 million? Yeah. 50, like, it's so no, weird I that... think it was like 56 or 50, something uh, like that. It really wasn't a lot of money as opposed it's to today. So crazy. Like when you have like opening weekend that hit like 200 million dollars and the movie is not great there is plenty of issues with batman it's 89 good. it's as a film it's fine it's above good not good. no it's not very good said, batman 89 is not very good batman 89 i love to death but i can tell you so many things there is wrong with batman 89 vicky bill coming back cave vicky bill going to the back cave <laughs> alfred oh, is the alfred. worst wingman ever three is Michael Keaton when they're in the apartment and the Joker shoots him and he's wearing the thing. How the hell does he escape? 
All of a sudden, Joker oh, yeah. leaves. Vicky Vale turns around, and Mike and Bruce Wayne is nowhere to be found. Nobody. Has well, he is, ba- he is Batman. Do uh, <laughs> it, Bruce Wayne. Batman's like when he's in the Batwing, which is the best Batwing out of any Batman film, because like I've said before, the one in the Dark Tower Rises looks like a lobster. Um, he has the worst aim ever. He's like a storm. Yeah, how is he not? Because he does Joker? not <laughs> shoot the Joker at all when he's flying down. Wow. And then the Joker with that giant ass gun in his pants just shoots him with one shot, and the fucking thing explodes. It's a little bit over the top. It's you know, but. It has, to me, it has so much heart thanks to Nicholson and Keaton, and they're just perfect in those roles. I think it's, it's to me, as a three-year-old at the time, I saw it when I was five for the first time, and I was just like, done. Like, my love for film started with Batman 89, and I think because movies make so much money nowadays, you really don't have the appreciation for it as you would have I, if they weren't. I, I think it's kind of interesting that they don't even even try they don't even try to make it an origin story either you just are just thrown into it like he's I, already it's funny because like, i remember watching that movie and i was like oh when you see that first movie you see that kid with the two parents and i'm like oh so they're gonna tell his origin story here but they yeah. don't and nope. you're just like no we're going straight to year one this guy is batman already we don't need to tell anything and what i love about that movie too is it's 1989 but it's timeless deco if this movie was in 89 and people were dressing like they did in the 80s, it would not hold up as well. No, not, no. But the fact that it's Timeless Deco and Danny Elfman's score, it's one of the best scores ever made. I mean, I can ramble on like I ramble on about movies I love so much. But yeah, eight, Batman 89 is my number six. Well, it's funny how like no one uh, at the time, because we always talk about how great Michael Keaton is. At the time when he got cast, like people were just like, <laughs> like he got the Heath, uh, He got the Heath Ledger treatment. <laughs> Like, they were like, Mr. Mom's going to be Batman? Yeah, they were like, what the hell? <laughs> and then he turned out to be the best Batman of all time. <laughs> so, yep, number six. Even better Batman. than Christian Bale? Yeah, I, uh, I think. All right. Christian Bale's the best Bruce Wayne. Debatable. So we got uh, Affleck going on now. He's I don't think Affleck is the best Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Chris, Christopher Nolan had three. I mean, uh, Christopher Nolan. Christian Bale had three movies to, yeah, like, no, develop I his know. character. I mean, Bruce Wayne's just in. Dark. I said debatable. I didn't say it was no, I'm just saying Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman <laughs> is always angry. He's like very angry. Where is she? Rachel! Now we talk about Batman. He is just, I mean, yeah, his cost, his suit is on point. And he like actually fights Bruce Wayne. Like the action sequences in the early Batmans are so hokey and funny. Like <laughs> we could probably direct them if we wanted to. But um, yeah. Will, Surge- will, will Clooney be last? On all, like, all aspects. Yeah. <laughs> if Clooney had a better yeah, movie, Clooney, I think he'd be up there. Clooney, is, Clooney had the potential to be a good Bruce because he has that natural, like, kind of like he has that natural, like, air about him where he could play like the kind of like billionaire, you know, playboy type. And like, I really think if he wasn't a better movie, he probably could have been a decent, yeah, a better movie. And um, him, if they ever like, always mentioned the Dark Knight Returns, if they ever make it in the movie. If it Keaton doesn't do it, I'll bring Clooney back. All right, so Batman eighty nine is my number six. Lou, what's what's up for you? My number six is Terminator Two: Judgment Day. One of your honorable mentions, there, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't deserve to be in the top ten. Nah, this is one of the best action movies what? ever made. <laughs> I love getting the what from G. The what's are epic. <laughs> that's when you that's when you know you do something right when you get a what. It didn't deserve to be in the top two. Okay, <laughs> this is solid seven. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it endlessly. Do you have anything to chime in? Since we've talked about it, like, on the last four episodes. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. 
Yeah, Terminator Two gets brought up a lot. <laughs> I mean, of of all the films in the series, or, or I, just, I think it's the best one. Yeah, easily. Part two. Yeah. Actually, no. Well, I, mean, I keep saying Terminator's easily. Solid, Terminator's really good. It, I, it is, but I, I would I, say Terminator is darker than Terminator Two. Oh, it's way. It, it, it's almost like a horror movie <laughs> the way it's kind of structured. Because he's just blowing <laughs> people up like the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, we, at the end of the day, we're yeah, gonna remember. Just, just looking up Sarah Connors in the phone book, just killing them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was saying, I, I remember that, that one is one, but two is but two. two is two. <laughs> two. <laughs> Best review ever <laughs> by Jen. That doesn't, that doesn't really tell me what the film's about. Though. You don't need to know that. Two, you just need to know one is one and two is two. You know, it's one and is it's one by Jen. Uh, that same review can go for like aliens and aliens. I think, like I said last one, week, one I think is, Aliens is, is the greatest title for a sequel. That was a one is one. And two is two. Okay, in your opinion, is Alien, is Aliens is better aliens. than Aliens? They're both fantastic. I prefer Aliens. Because I feel like they're I two different aliens. movies. Yeah, one's a horror, one's an action. Right. I prefer the original Alien over Aliens. Yeah, I, I do although I, I think Aliens is fantastic. It's amazing, even. But I felt like I, I like the horror aspect of the original one uh, even better. I, they tried to do that in... in in the latest Alien film, uh, so Alien um, a Covenant, so bad, and it kind of it felt a little flat. So it, it wasn't as great. As great. The more I think about Covenant, the, the more I think I would give it a lower score. I actually, the more <laughs> I think about it, the more it makes my top ten worst of the year. Actually, they try to do like, half like, Prometheus and then half Alien, and it, it wasn't really. It didn't gel very. Oh well yeah, together. he tried to make everyone happy that was like upset with prometheus he was like all right he tried to make everyone happy but it but in in return he made everyone angry yeah but yeah i like, mean uh, terminator 2 is great i mean the trailer for the they're releasing it in 3d in august in theaters awesome. so i can't wait to see that that's awesome um, i can't wait to see i've never seen it in the theater so this will be great to catch it in the theater for the first time and we've talked about it before i mean everything about it with the um, with the T2, the T2000. Yeah. Yeah. The T1000. The T1000. Those so. numbers, man. But yeah, that's your number six. Yep. G, you're up. All right. So my number six. I'm still waiting for this right, teen movie, I'm by the way. With Harry Potter. What? I'm still waiting for this teen movie that seems to not have made the list yet. Oh, oh I had to. So remember, well, I'll tell you. We'll talk about it that later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Prisoner <laughs> yeah, of Azkaban. There was some when I realized a certain movie was released during the summer. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. The best movie. Harry Potter movie that I forgot to put on this list. The, is the best Harry Potter movie in my personal opinion. I still think. Only because I was like, I was about to tap out because I didn't like the first two, like, at all. I thought they were, like, kiddie and, like, overlong and, like, I didn't enjoy them. And my friend was like, dude, like, who I read the books, I was like, you know, this is when things get, it's a little darker, so I think you'll all like it. And I was like, all right, so... Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is actually the first uh, midnight showing I've ever been to for a movie. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I went, and uh, there were a ton of people there, and everyone was dressed up, except for our group. Uh, we weren't that nerdy at the time. And uh, I, just from, like, the opening, like, the opening of it, I just knew I was going to be uh, getting a totally different movie. Yeah, from... just because with the opening Warner Brothers logo, it was already cloudy, right? That was the first one to actually yeah, like, yeah. be cloudy. And yeah. then, like, Harry so Potter friends, basically like, say, killed like, that lady in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So, as my friends like to say, like, this is the Harry Potter movie where, like, shit gets real. And that's how I felt <laughs> watching it. I was like, you got, I got immediately invested in all the characters. And it was so weird, too, like, to not really, like, 
care for the first two movies that much and then like kind of instantly be all in with everyone that was involved but i was like all right i can i can get into this and they were i won't say that like they they were just all gradually just like they were just good after that i mean i know like definitely how part two a lot of people like that more than I, ask a man i think, I think it's just a personal favorite. like yeah i think it's the overall feeling i got when i first saw uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of I wish they kept, I wish that director did more of them. Was that and the pr- they tried to I feel they maintained some of his style. Like the the one director that did the uh, the next one after that was it was Goblet of Fire. The next one after that. Yeah. And then uh, and then the guy who took over the franchise it was Yates up until the end. Yeah, Yates. Yeah, he's still like dir- he's still directing. He's still directing them too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like they incorporated some of it. Uh, Alfonso style, but like I really wish that he had another crack at another Harry Potter movie because he clearly kind of set the tone for like what the darker versions of those movies were going to be. Yeah, he pretty much brought in more adults, like more teenagers, and instead of the kids that started off reading the book, the people that were just in yeah. the movies, they saw that it was darker, and they're like, okay, let's give this a shot. So yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm with you on like how important that was. All right, getting into our top five. My number five is Ghostbusters. Uh, no, no love for Ghostbusters no. except me, I guess. Oh, I, you know what? You know, what, I didn't put it on my list. I like Ghostbusters. Um, I don't have the same like hardcore love of it that I know a lot of people have. Like, I know people that like live and die by Ghostbusters. Like, they love it, and I, I mean, I do like it. I just don't have the. And I, I grew I... up with it too. I don't know why I don't like it as much as everyone else does. I enjoy it. And I can watch it and have a good time with it. I, it just doesn't stick with me as much as other movies from that time period yeah i mean i won't get too much into it because I've, I've talked about it before but um I, and i agree with you on like the people that are hardcore fans i have a friend of mine that he is a big time collector he collects all memorabilia from ghostbusters and he refused to watch the the all-female driven one and anyway, we've talked about it on the podcast before and it's just there's levels of like fanhood for that movie that they don't want anyone to touch yeah. what was done um, I mean, what I've said before, I mean, I think it's such a great film. Bill Murray, the, everyone's cast so perfectly. It, it's all natural. It wasn't forced. No, no forced comedy in there. You have um, a soundtrack is really good on it as well. I mean, it's to me, it's one of the best comedies of all time. And it made a lot of money, like lots of money. What's crazy is that this I never mentioned before. They went into that movie without any toy ideas, any toy rights or anything like that. So they didn't make any figures for that movie to like. Like, like three or four years later when the sequel came out wow. so like they That's lost weird. a lot of money that they could have had with like merchandising <laughs> yeah was a lot left on the table there <laughs> is the sequel as good as the first no, one it's not you don't think so no i think it's i think it's kind of I almost think, on par no i think it's pretty bad really i actually like the all the all female one over the sequel whoa yeah oh old statement yeah the sequel's a little statement. sequel's a little rough the I thing guess, is though like the sequel is like no like i enjoy it the same way i enjoy the first one so i don't like i really they they feel the same to me sometimes i mean i don't know man i, I could just because well, I yeah you have, just like, i mean you watch it as i guess you watch it as like one whole giant picture if you really Movie. look at it yeah i mean i think my biggest issues with two is i really don't like that the damn painting was a fucking villain <laughs> and i and the villain and the villain is a painting and slime you know, I mean, and people can say, yeah, the villain in the first one is a building, but not really. You still had like the you still had ghoul and you had everything that was Zool. You have everything that's going on with that. And you had Slimer. There's nothing like really that stands out from 
part two, except the Statue of Liberty walking. So, yeah, which makes no sense at all. Well, apparently people felt the same way because it didn't make nearly as much money. as. I would have loved to see them make a third one, a real third one, not what we got. I mean, I do. I I think the other one's fine, but I think they should have made a third one with them coming back. Well, is it? I've I heard from you that in the video game it's basically that's basically a, like the third movie. Three. Yeah, that's basically the third. Which is video game is really good. Uh-huh. So I mean that's as far as we got with that. But yeah, Ghostbusters is my number five. Lou, what's your what's your five? All right, we're on to the top five. My number five is the Avengers, and I got another face. Another, eh. I com- like the Avengers. It's an honorable mention. Yeah, uh, it's a combination. Of all the Marvel films we got that were fantastic, and it's just a movie that people waited for. I'll chime in on this. I think it's unique because it's the. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there has been another. Other films that had combined other films, in, you know, because it it had Iron Man. It well, they created. They're the first had, one to create the universe and right. make it work. So, so. It, it basically it, it consolidated all those heroes into 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 like a, a, a single kind of film, and I don't know if that's been done in the past. Has it? No, that well, I, I don't they, think so. they may have yeah. tried, but nothing like right to the to the level. Yeah, of not this. not the way where you actually like you know we're making all these individual movies to introduce everyone and then putting them into one big super. The movie. The MCU right. absolutely changed movies yeah. because of what they did, and they had brought them together, and it wasn't a hot mess. Unlike Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron, that was a hot mess. It's not really a hot mess. Yeah, I, I'm a, I, I, I'm not mad at Age of Ultron, but. The hype behind the first Avengers was so high, and I it felt like it didn't let anybody down. I felt no, like it I thought it was a, I thought it was very good. So it met the hype, which was good, and yeah, it kind of just set the tone for the whole universe of what we were gonna get. And they took their time with it. They actually took their time and like introduced all these people. Unlike, in their own movies. Unlike, yeah, unlike, uh, car- no character felt left out. Like even like Hawkeye had like screen time. It was like. See, my problem with the, uh, the Avengers, the only problem I have is the because I like Hawkeye. I actually think Jeremy Renner is a. I like Jeremy Renner a lot, and he's so. They go bad early on, and then he's gone for like a good chunk of the movie, and then he's there for the climax. But like, I, that's why I, I like Age of Ultron because they use it more as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I felt like he, I felt like he got a little shafted out of all of them in the first movie. And I think Loki, what works for that is Loki's probably one of the best villains in the MCU. Yeah. They actually yeah. developed yeah, I mean, him, unlike yeah, everyone else. Awesome. And Bucky. I lo- I have always liked <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's fantastic. But yeah, gee, what's your number five? But yeah, uh, number five is Spider-Man 2. Well, yeah, I mean, we talked about this in a chat earlier. There's a, uh, on the Real Talk Facebook that someone, uh, one of our followers doesn't like Spider-Man too, and I was like, "Me and G were like, what? Like, how do you like? Yeah. I feel like Spider-Man Two is the. <sighs> Looking back at it, might be the first one to really dig into the duality of the character. Like, you have to deal with like I'm sure G will comment more like with what Peter struggles with him being Peter Parker and Spider-Man. But I'll let you take over. I don't want to. I don't want to take anything. You no, want yeah, to. it pretty much uh, that pretty much is it like there this this is the movie about basically growing up and trying to like find you're finding your way in like young adulthood uh, like and just that, you know the added stuff of it being like an action movie and a comic movie that's almost like secondary to like the kind of real life struggles that are going on in it so like you know i mentioned that we mentioned earlier that oh like 
Kristen Dunst isn't really a like she's not really good as Mary Jane, but like Terrible. her character and like her relationship with him is essential in that movie though, because he's dealing with his duties as a hero and also trying to just balance a normal life, and then she's also trying to, you know, balance that life with him as well. And it's just like you can take that kind of plot and like put it into any like like it doesn't even have to be in a comic movie. That could just be in like you know just a regular film about you know the struggles of just growing up and trying to make it. And trying to figure out like what your purpose is. Absolutely, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, kind of, and that go and that really well in that movie. And I think that goes with what I will, what I wanted to touch on. I'm like, it's just crazy, like how people look at it now, and they're like, "Oh, these movies suck." And I'm like, "But why? Because it's not a, your precious MCU. It's not your precious DCU." True. I'm like, "No, these movies just because they're not in a universe doesn't mean that they aren't good." Like, look at Deadpool. Look at Logan. They're not in a universe, and they're some of the best comic book movies made in years. So I think people are so struck on universes, going back to their adventures, that you're like, yeah. they don't want to focus anything outside. And if it's not part of a universe, they don't feel like it's creative or trying to establish anything. And in reality, some movies are best when it's just being, they're the right. singular, singular entity, and you're worried, not yeah. worried about anything else. So I'm worried about the Batman movie, because I don't think Batman should be part of a universe. Not with this. Not with, I'm... With you, but Matt Reeves behind it, and what it, and he's gonna make it a noir. People are gonna be so mad, uh, yeah, so mad. I'm down with that idea. Yeah, I, just, I'm I, just worried. I, I just don't like them adding other characters to a Batman movie. Like, if I'm gonna watch a Batman movie, I just want to watch a Batman. I think Batman's gonna be a singular. That's it's gonna what, be like Wonder Woman. Hoping, but I'm saying, like, I'm hoping to go that direction. But you like, never I, know. I think um, this movie's gonna be hated by so many fanboys because. I was on a page, uh, a DC page, and the article said Matt Reeves wants to make Bat- the Batman a detective noir. Someone commented, what's a noir? <laughs> and I looked at it, and I'm like, that little question right there, and I'm like, they're going to dis- they're gonna destroy this movie. But fans, I'm not critics, but fans. See, here's the thing. At that point, I think it loses its, its, its appeal to the masses, and it becomes kind of like a... Like, it becomes only only it becomes a film only only Fan, like, only the hardcore like enthusiasts are gonna enjoy that film. I feel like because its its approach is, is so different. Well, I'll counter with from, he directs okay. Planet of the Apes, right? Well, okay. and look how great Planet of the Apes is, and they're yeah. not action, action, action. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I mean, we both saw Rise together. He didn't was he directed Rise or did he direct uh, Dawn? Gee, oh, you're shit. not sure? Let me but I'm yeah, sure which are, like both of them, they're not like this action. They have they're fantastic, those, but they're fantastic. I mean, Batman is a detective, and when have we ever seen him in all these movies that's ever be do point. detective work? I mean, that's so, why they call it DC, Detective Comics. Yeah, so it's like one of those like, all right, you've never seen him do detective work. I think he's a good director, a great director. Why not just do a noir making him? I mean, fanboys are gonna hate it because it's not gonna be full of action. I know that. I hope it's successful, but. I don't know if it'll if 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 the masses will understand. I, I'm with you. They're not gonna. And I and that's I think very, it's happened? a really tricky thing too because I think that happens. I think that kind of happened with like like just a, an example off the top of my head, like with Watchmen. Like I know that like I know people who uh, love the source material and like they liked the movie, they were fine with it. But I've some people like just casual people that. They were like, yeah, when they were expecting something else and didn't really enjoy it. So like, it was clearly made for fans, and it didn't really reach, I think, like a lot of other people who just wanted to, you know, go see a, a really cool movie. 
I, I think it's it's very easy to kind of you have to be careful when you're making a movie that you want to please the fans, but you also have to know that there's like someone like people out there who are are going to see it, but like not be so like I think familiar the, with the. I think the one franchise you can do that with DC is Batman. I think Batman will always be number one for DC, and you know all the money that Wonder Woman makes is great, but I think once Batman comes out, it's that movie, regardless, it's going to make a lot of money. The franchise is, is it's, it's popular enough that if they do take a risk, um, it, it, it could pay off. Here's a, did Batman, I mean, I'm going to look this up real quick because I know all the movies, all the Batman movies have been successful financially. I wonder, I'm looking to look this up. I think Bat, even Batman and Robin made $100 million. It made 107 I think. So, I mean, even the after, worst after, after, of the after, worst. After a forty-something million opening weekend, so that's how hard it fell after opening weekend. So I mean, even then, it made a hundred. It made two hundred and thirty-eight million dollars worldwide. Worldwide. So even a movie that's that atrocious makes that much money. You know, Batman is gonna make the Batman is gonna make crazy money. How about the one of the of Lego Batman movie? How did? How oh did that yeah, go? but. Tons of money, oh, okay. yeah. Like, I think it's like almost to a billion. I think it's one of the highest grossing of the year. Wow. So it it made money. Yeah, it didn't do as well here as like the first the Lego movie did, but it still made money. Yeah, I mean, which I'm kind of surprised it didn't like match the Lego movie here because I know everyone liked it. Like everyone seemed to enjoy it. I like the Lego Batman more than the Lego movie, but that's just me because I'm just a Batman mark. So, am I the only one who wants to see a Batman like, but not be kind of dark and serious. I want it to be like as goofy as the original not me. series. Not I, me. I, I want to see. A, um, no. You got no. already. Oh, I mean, no. I, I want to see like a corny Batman, like a corny no on purpose Batman. Way. I would hate that so really? much. That's what Batman, that's what Batman and Robin yeah, was. Yeah, you got we got that with Batman and Robin. And yeah, but you know what? It, I I felt like I it, it, it kind of half-assed it in in being a, like a, like. I feel like it didn't go all the way in being a, a corny film on, on purpose. No, yeah, it, it definitely was it trying to be itself, serious. Yeah, it took itself all, like a little bit, you know, all, all too seriously. But I feel like if, if they make a movie that's over the top corny on purpose, I don't and, think, and, and it knows it's corny. I think it can do pretty well if if they as do a it right. Standalone, maybe, but I don't. It don't make money for sure. Fans of Batman sixty six. I, I kind of see that as Lego Batman, wouldn't that kind of? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah. that's like way over the top, and definitely not taking itself seriously. <laughs> like not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that too. There's that aspect. <laughs> so moving on to number four, I'm actually gonna do four and three back to back. One because we've talked about them plenty of times, and there's not much you know to add. But my number four is Back to the Future, and my number three is The Dark Knight. My number four is Back to the Future. I think it's the best time travel movie of all time. I, uh, it's just fun to watch. I can. It's one of those like, it makes you want to watch all three. If you watch one, you're watching all three back to back to back. Man, I can, I can, I can. I know you hate three. You hate three. Three is not hot garbage. Three is not hot garbage. I can't believe that two and three were made at the same time. I like. I feel like I'm watching a completely different movie. Like it's so weird, how the dip in quality is. Because I love two. I don't think two gets enough love. Oh, I love to, but um, Serge, I, yeah, I, I know G does. I mean, Lou hates Back to the Future. Do you? Uh, do you? 
are you a fan of the second and third or no yes yeah i am i mean they're great though yeah the first the first one is iconic right. but this i think everything in the second one i mean the only issue i don't know if you guys agree is maybe they shouldn't have done two fifth 2015 because they dated themselves too soon mm-hmm Maybe they could have done two thousand one hundred and fifteen. I was actually hoverboards yet. Yeah, I mean, I have a fake hoverboard from Back to the Future to Part Two. That's probably closest we're gonna get. Hmm. But like, if they would have, we have Teslas. That's that's kind of like the. (laughs) I mean, no flying cars yet, and I would no one's dressing like that. It's true. Yeah, true. Well, you know what? Maybe yeah. I've seen some funky shit at like like during Fashion Week. I question, I question like how people make money on some of these outfits that they that they make. But yeah, no, Back to the Future one and two, I personally love three. Yeah, it's the worst out of the three, but I I love it. And number one is it's just so much fun. I mean, who? It's really a story about incest, <laughs> but it works. But they make it funny. They make it <laughs> funny. They're like, yeah, of course she wants to like hook up with her son why wouldn't she and they make it work and it's just like so funny and lose looking to me like it's incest he's like what the fuck? Just with a straight face of course she would hook up with her son why wouldn't she yeah they made it work that's a crazy statement that may, i mean you f- liking all three fridays is a crazy statement but you made it so <laughs> he likes the friday universe so i mean like and everyone's great, like we said before. Michael J. Fox is great, and everyone. But anyway, going my number three is Dark Knight. It's a Godfather comic book movie that has the second best, my second favorite performance of all time. Uh, has quite possibly the great, the best supporting actor win in Oscar history with Heath Ledger. The most fun win because the com- it's the only comic book performance to ever win an Oscar. So, Lou, uh, Serge, can you guess his first favorite performance? I don't think you will. It's not a comic book movie. Hmm. Got, I don't think I've ever met, told him. Let me try to figure this out. G knows it. G G hates this movie. G knows it very well. Is it the Godfather? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see how well do I know you, bro? All right, he got it. Got it. Right. I don't hate the Godfather. Stop blasphemy! That wasn't on your list, but fucking Scream Two was last week. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> No comment. That was crazy. You guys got mad. Oh, whatever. I love Scream Two. Blasphemy. But um, yeah, that's my. No, your your both of your reactions were like, oh, and it's so high. Ah." It's funny that like (laughs) Iron Man came out in June, and then Dark Knight came out three weeks later. You know the crazy thing about Dark Knight. The crazy thing about the Dark Knight is I remember being in college, and I remember how me and David would go to class, you know, and 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 we would talk about about Heath Ledger. because at, at at the time it wasn't out yet, and, and they just announced that Heath Ledger is is going to be in this film, and our first thought was like, "Wait, him? Really? Heath Ledger?" Right, and, and, Ten things I hate about you. Yeah, right. <laughs> or the dude in that in that you know in, in the um, him and the other dude that fall in love in the in mountain. Broke back down. Broke back yeah, down. that one. Broke back down is great. I ha- I haven't seen it. Um, but no, I'm with you. Like I was saw it. We we were talking about it. and I was like. Man, really? I'm not sure if that's you know. You, you know what's funny? Hey, G, you'll probably laugh at me now for this, but in 2006, when they announced this, I literally I was like, why not Johnny Depp? You were Boy, a hater. I remember how I was. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Dude, he was really hot at the time, though. Yeah. And then we saw that trailer. 
it was the trailer in that first image of Heath, and I was like, that oh, trailer let was me like, shut oh, the fuck up we now. We can shut up now. <laughs> Seriously. And then, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think you, I don't think you were the only ones. Though. I think everyone was confused by the choice. Because I know everyone, not a few people were like, they named off his move, other movies, like, all confused. Like, the guy from A Knight's Tale? Yeah, <laughs> man. But yeah, I mean, to this day, I mean, it's 10 years next year. So, I still, to me, the greatest comic book movie ever made. I think it's comical. It goes back to the Spider-Man 2 argument that people love to shit on Heath Ledger now and say he's not the greatest Joker. Like, <laughs> what, what, man? Blast like, what? Go play in traffic. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um... I saw that movie twice in one day. Like, the, day the day it I opened. That's how much I, I that's how much I liked it. I saw it seven times, and you're like, what? <laughs> I saw it twice in one day. I, I went in, like, mm. in the morning like early with friends, and then my other group of friends were seeing it at night. I was like, oh, I'm seeing this again. Yeah, it's so good. And there's so many iconic moments in the movie, and even not just Ledger. I mean, Aaron Eckhart's great as Two-Face. And the whole yeah, he doesn't, get a, he doesn't get enough love for that. And I think that the all. movie actually captures the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman very well because he's trying to like not be Batman for Rachel, but he has no choice but to be Batman. It's just it's good. It's so great. But yeah, that's my number three and two. Lou, you want to do your three and two back to back, or is it anything that we haven't? Mentioned uh, we haven't mentioned my. Four, I mean, your four uh, and three. Four, I, four I haven't three, mentioned right. my four and three. So what happened? I haven't mentioned my four. All right, go for uh, it. I mean. Four we've met, we've mentioned. I think. All right, what's your number four? Number four is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Of course. Uh, I feel bad that I didn't put those on my list. I probably because uh, they're so good. I should. Those. Yeah, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is fantastic. Yes. Um, it outshined all the legacy of that movie and just that one film alone. Word. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like it, I said we've covered it extensively. What are, you gonna chime in? What are you? I know you just said mentioned about how much you liked it, so. I mean, I'm it was great. It, I, I, I don't know what to add on to that, but, but it was fantastic. And I can't wait until the new one comes out. It, it looks it looks fantastic. The new one looks great. So Yeah, it's already it's at 96% already on Ryan's Tomatoes. Yeah, so that's going to be epic. They said, yeah. don't, don't uh, from a few people that I saw their reviews, do not expect the action movie. It may have war in the title, but it's more of like of everything dealing with Caesar and them. I don't even want to get in. I'm just so like, surprised at at the CGI in in this film, holy cow, man! And, and like it, everything looks so real. It's really good. I I know we'll talk about it when we get when the movie comes out, but man, I really hope that this might be the one that gives a CG, like uh, Andy Serkis an Oscar nomination because he uh, is so good. I don't think it will, but he. Yeah, we've, we've, been going, we've been going through through this since he did Gollum. <laughs> I don't think the Academy like doesn't get it. They don't like. Well, he's not really in the movie. I <laughs> like, we're not really seeing him. <laughs> well, it goes back to what I was. Like, th- I think we talked about it before. For anyone that's seen the movie, her Scar Scarlett Johansson's best performance is probably in that. It is in, hands in that down movie. her best performance. I think. And she <laughs> and is so good, it. and you don't even see her, and she gets no credit for. Her. And she conveys every single emotion necessary, and without having like. An ounce of screen time, and you don't even see her. It's just her voice. She's—it's so she's so good. Yes, sir. All right. So. I don't know. It's, it's depending on how beautiful she is. It's funny. Like, yeah, the best thing she's ever done. And she's not even on screen ever. <laughs> Did anyone else, by the way, have like when you first saw Rise? Were your expectations like mine? Were like at the floor. Like I didn't the even funny, expect anything the from funny it thing, at all. It's funny that Serge is here to mention that because yeah. me and Serge saw it together. We saw it together, and we and... walked in there and we're like, 
no expectations. We expected right? a shit show, or at least I did. I mean, it, it's a movie about monkeys, and 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 they take over the planet. And like, okay, you know, I'll I'll watch it. It's free for us because I used to work at at the movie theater. Shout out to Biggie Smalls Theater. And and I met <laughs> Dave, and um, and like, how about we see this crap? It looks crappy, but you know. And we were floored completely. And I was floored. like, oh shit, it's an origin story on Caesar. By the way, Caesar is actually the son of the doctor and the two the two apes from the original movie. I forgot what their names are in the movie, but Caesar is actually their son in that universe. So it's funny that they took I'm I'm sure they have no affiliation with the original, but um and they took that story and that person, that character, and they created an origin for Caesar. And I mean, it's so great. I mean, Draco Malfoy is an asshole, and then we get a great <laughs> playing <laughs> another asshole. <laughs> and then we gr- we get a great uh, final battle on the on the bridge. So good. And then Dawn is fucking great. I so, wasn't even annoyed by James Franco because sometimes I can be annoyed yeah, by James Franco. You. Yeah, I didn't know it was a turning uh, was point like, for me for James Franco. I, I didn't like him before that point, and then that movie really turned it for me. Um, and, like, you know, gave Frida Bell some work because I hadn't seen her in anything since some tall millionaire. <laughs> 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 I was oh. like, oh, there she is. What, what's so, she been doing? G, what's your number four? Is it is it anything we've heard before? Uh, it, it was in your honorable mention, but I, I, and you're, and I picked Independence Day, and I, the reason Independence Day is ahead of Spider-Man Two is more of the overall feeling of when I was younger, seeing it for the first time, or the build-up to seeing it. Because I just remember, like, it's just the trailer, like, didn't really give a lot away. You just like the spaceships just blowing up the White House. Like, it was just like the, it, it was like an event movie you had to see, and like, you know, you knew if you went back to school and you hadn't seen it, you're gonna be left out <laughs> from all the conversations your friends were having. Because like everyone, or every, or, or, like it, everyone I knew at that time was like, we have to go see Independence Day. And it had like a, I bought like, two posters before the movie came out. <laughs> and it has the greatest. It has the greatest speech in the history of film. Oh yes, the best presidential speech ever. Ever, <laughs> Mr. Bill Pullman. Like fuck the patent speech. This Bill Pullman speech today, we celebrate our Independence Day, is the greatest speech yeah. ever. Now uh, it's funny. It's funny how much we like it because like critics like ripped it apart. Yeah, you know? that movie's destroyed like, by critics. Like, I mean, it like, but it like that made a ton of money because people didn't care. <laughs> not at all. It was just one a fun of, movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Timing was great too. I mean, I think timing was great too for Will Smith as well. Like that was like if that was if, if Bad Boys was an indication that he needed to leave his TV show, then Independence Day was like, all right, I he, need to. Ironic that the movie. series finale of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was 96, too, so yeah. it worked out. All right, yeah. Lou, what's your number three? Number three is Jaws. All right, cool. Uh, that's, I don't think we talked All right, about cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the reaction I got. One of the best, right, cool, of the best screenplays of all time. All right, I, cool. like, <laughs> all right, so I'll piggyback right, then and say Jaws is my number two. Okay, there you go. There you go. Jaws, Jaws is the one that started it all. Jaws, without Jaws, the summer blockbuster. Who knows if we would have gotten a summer blockbuster? Who knows if, like, movies, like... That would be an Oscar contender would be thrown in July and May or whatever. But yeah, Jaws true. is the one that changed everything. Jaws I terrified mean, the crap out of me. Didn't terrify the crap out of me because I don't swim, so I'm good. <laughs> but but it's such an effective. It, it's it's so effective only because he's he's hardly on the screen. Mm-hmm. It's he like it's it's just it. Like even though he's not on the screen, his presence is still—it's still there. The first scene, it's still scary. I think the one—the scene that shows that shows that best. 
I have two in mind. The first scene of the movie where you have the girl, you have John Williams score playing, and you have the girl's oh, legs, and you just see it, the camera shooting up, and done. That's that's that sets you up it's perfectly. Effective. It's so effective. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's when um when the little when the teenager boy dies that you don't even see anything, and then it take it's Fourth of July weekend, and then the little boy is like in the water, and then you don't see him getting killed. You just see like think blood or a piece of like the float he was on and that shows the effectiveness of like it's all your mind working because you just put your imagination together and everything is like oh shit this shark just ate a kid so i'm totally with like the effectiveness of of jaws it is it true that they don't didn't use the shark much or it's not the reason why it's not on screen much is because the shark kept like screwing up yeah like like like, sometimes yeah so sometimes when things don't work it may be the most effective thing that ever happens to the movie. Well, I mean, it would help. Yeah, the, that's hilarious. With the ambiance. Yeah, I mean, and when, you saw, and when yeah. you saw it at the end and then, like, destroyed, like, their boat and then the whole famous, we're going to need a bigger boat and everything. It was just, it's so, it is the essential, one of the essential summer films and the one that pretty much we're here today talking summer blockbusters because of Jaws. And it wow. made Steve, it kind of yeah. made Steven Spielberg. That's the one that got him started, so. That made him a, a big name. Anybody like any of the sequels? I like the second one, okay. thanks to Jen. She's like, watch second, the second, second one. one. It's not that bad. Okay. No, no one else I, like. I, I tried, man, but it was just... second one is not bad because it actually the second one actually follows the. It's like the year after, right, G? Yeah. So if <laughs> it's all right, but nowhere I, near as good as no nowhere. But, but yeah, no, uh, I, I think I just like the first one. Mostly. All right. Yeah. All right, G, what is your number three? My number three is Jurassic Park, which you guys have already Triassic mentioned. and Cretaceous Park. <laughs> <laughs> no, those, those titles would not have flo- like flowed well at all. <laughs> That's why I think they went to Jurassic. If they went with one of the other titles, <laughs> welcome to Triassic Park. Triassic. I like stumble all over that. Uh, is there anything uh, you want to no. add? Or just what, a, pretty much uh, no, I mean, just... A, I think pretty much everything you said. We were actually talking about uh, Jurassic Park yesterday, and the scene where the like there's, there's a lot of really good scenes, but the scene where the T Rex like crashes through the top of the uh, the car, and they, like and they're basically the only thing like separating the T Rex and the kids are like the windshield or whatever. Like like that is like such like just moments like that that are so tense and seem so real. Like the fact that like he made you believe that like. Like dinosaurs, like you could actually like they didn't feel like effects or anything like that. Like you believe that that was happening. That was Stan Winston, and, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know, like, it's so funny. Like, you know, the one thing you know, I did enjoy Jurassic World, but the one thing is like, you know, they, you know, you could tell a lot of the stuff was just you're just CGI, and it like kind of took you out of it a little bit. But like the practical stuff they did in Jurassic Park, like, still holds up today. Absolutely. I mean. I, I still always go back to the Velociraptors being the scariest things in like cinema history. I remember like a, a month ago we were in Six Flags for Dave's birthday, and we went through the Animal Kingdom, yeah, we watching the ostriches, and yeah. obviously you know people were saying that's like the evolution of the raptors. And yeah, just, those are scary. So I can just imagine being around yeah, a raptor when the actual like Velociraptors were around. Not the Toronto Raptors, right? No, I'm not scared of the <laughs> Toronto Raptors. <laughs> And then they made them all like smart. Like they made them like eventually they were like owning doors and talking to each other. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, something like, about like originally 
Well, that was supposed to make a part three in there the series. There is a part three. No, but but like in, in in like in like the nineties, it was supposed to have a part three, and they were supposed to have human and dinosaur hybrids or something. That's terrible. Like, that was that awful. Would be <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, I hate. I even hate the hybrid in this one. I can only imagine I would have hated. They were it, supposed to make human and dinosaur hybrids, in that, in in a supposed that part sounds three. like a, that sounds like an ode to bad real. Man, I'd be okay with that. I, no, you wouldn't. I, I can't believe you. No, no, no. If I have to, if I if I have to deal with the T Rex roaming through San Diego scene, I could have dealt with that in the third uh, movie. Yeah, I get. I, I guess uh, you're let, right. Let me, let me do a head count right now. How many people in this room, including guys, are not in this room, but you're here in spirit, bro? Uh, how many people <laughs> like the world? I like. I thought it was fine, but I I, liked it. I don't think it's a great movie whatsoever. There you go. It's fine. I was entertained. It's the best one since the first one. I feel like one. it's been ripped apart. Yeah, too. it is. The I, think it, I think it's very underrated. I think it doesn't deserve all that money. I think it does. Oh, it 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 made me excited. Like like it felt like a really. I mean, just the definition of just like being a really good summer movie. It was just it was just fun. I had like a lot of fun when I saw it. I mean, not the same emotions I get when I watch Jurassic Park, but it was just still a lot of fun. Yep. Now I was surprised when it like. I was genuinely surprised when it made as much money as it did. Like that opening weekend, I was like, "Whoa!" Like I guess we were all hungry. That, for like- I think that year, <laughs> that 2015 year was because sh- we first were shocked with how much money Fast and the Furious made, and then Jurassic World, <laughs> Jurassic World's like, "Hold my beer," and then Star Wars is like, "Hold my beer, I'll take care of this yeah. really quick." So, do you think? Yeah. I mean, this is off topic. Do you think Star Wars is breaking its own record this year? Maybe. Like it, yeah, it's. I don't. I think there's so there's much more. I think there's much more anticipation with this one as to see what happens with Luke, because I think right. Luke's in the movie now. So I think there might be more anticipation for that. I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so Surge actually looked it up, and yes, there was. Oh, gee, I gotta send you a picture it looks of this. Fantastic! It's it's a hybrid of a Triceratops, something out of like and a, a Tyrannosaurus game, and a Velociraptor. Oh Jesus! And a human. It's terrible, it's, and it's it was for the it though. was for the Jurassic Four, Jurassic Park Jurassic Four. Four, okay, my bad. Oh, that's terrible. Awesome. All right, Lou. Moving on. What is your number two? All right, number two is Star Wars. I I have no idea what your number one is. You don't know what my number one is. <laughs> that, that, that's the face. <laughs> I thought you didn't like Star Wars for a minute. No, I so like, I'm, like, I'm just like surprised. I don't know. His remember. reaction was like he just looked in the sky and started doing a prayer. I don't know what the what? hell was doing. So one second, I want to interject for a second about the new Star Wars coming out. I have a theory about the new Star Wars and, and what's going to happen. And if I'm right, um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll, <laughs> give me I'll all take your one if you're offering it. <laughs> okay, so I think that the reason why all the Jedi's are going to become extinct is because for Luke feels like there has to be a balance a, a balance in the force obviously you know how there has to be like a balance in the force but i feel like in order to kind of of defeat all the sith and the dark side there has to be a balance in the in the force in the user himself or herself so he he probably is going to say embrace all the light and the dark together in your in yourself and find the balance in yourself and that's how you're going to become like strong, strong enough, enough to, to go because, yeah, I against I, I wouldn't be surprised Snoke because and all that. if you really look at it, 
the whole balance of the force never works. It never works because if you produce eighty Jedi's, it's going to produce eighty Sith. Yeah, and and so it it'll always be balanced. But if you if you as a user of the force are balanced, so if you if you are a light user and a dark user, because it's you know all of us have a dark side inside of us, and I feel like all the Jedi's are kind of like only embracing all the light and not embracing their own kind of dark side. I would. I agree. I, am I going off on a weird tangent? No, don't right go now? do your thing. I totally agree with you. <laughs> no, but then I think I, I I think that that is is going to happen in in this new film. And in order for them to be strong enough to go against Snoke and the dark side, they have to understand that they have to embrace the evil in them as well as the good, and and use the whole whole spectrum of of the Force to succeed. I can see that. As long as it's good as as good as Looper, I'll be okay. Yeah, and if I'm right, then uh, I'll buy you I'll, beer. Co- I'll come back on this podcast and, and you say, can I close. told you so. <laughs> I, hashtag I told you so. All right, so lose number one, number two is yeah, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Uh, you know, yeah, countless that movie but, from yeah, a galaxy. Guys didn't like the sound, uh, the score. We know that, but yeah. I did. Like- <laughs> <laughs> what did it make us top five? Did it make us top five? It's like Jesus number nine Christ. and shit. <laughs> it wasn't number nine. Like, <laughs> it was like seven. seven. Oh man, I will talk about that in a little bit. I know. All right, G. What's your number two? Uh, the Dark Knight. Cool. Uh, all the reasons you already did it, though. Yes. Just a quick interjection again. <laughs> so we're all in, in David's room now, just hanging out. There's some dude outside the window. <laughs> So we apologize. We're trying. We've lungs. been trying to avoid it the last There's like some thirty dude minutes. Who's screaming about God? And our damnation, <laughs> and and he is he is very angry, and I, I don't know, <laughs> I know it's irrelevant, but shout out to God, yes, shout out to God who's <laughs> like, yeah, because if, if he he made this all possible, exactly, he made this all possible. <laughs> oh so, uh, man, okay. so yeah, the Dark Knight is G's number two. <laughs> <laughs> but that story was more entertaining than any reason I could have given for liking the Dark Knight. <laughs> So, anything you want to add besides what we mentioned before? No, I think uh, I think you covered it. <laughs> yeah, all right. So we finally hit our number one. My number one, uh, I said Jaws created it. Star Wars perfected it. Number one is Star Wars for me. Uh, I mean, Star Wars is forty years old, and Surge is telling us about a theory about an upcoming Star Wars movie. I think that kind of shows the power of Star Wars. I think it's the reason why Hamill is so upset. Um, I think because if, if you introduce that that aspect of embracing the light and the dark together, it goes against everything else in the series, right? So I think he's upset about that change. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, but I don't know. It, it just seems like a cool theory. I think, well, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't want to. We shall see. But with Star Wars, I mean, it's there's so much. We talk about Star Wars all the time. It's always like our number one for some. Like, and I would put Empire Strikes Back. Because that's the film I think it's superior. But without Star Wars doing what it did, making all the money it made, and you know, creating the universe it created, we'd never get to where we are with Empire and all these movies. Forty years later, um, there's I don't really there's nothing really wrong I think with Star Wars. I think you have the perfect villain, you have the perfect heroine, and perfect hero. I mean, I think Ripley's the best action heroine we've ever had but princess leia is the first one to just be 
no fucks given. I don't need a man to do what I what I'm gonna do. Like I'm the like that scene when she first escapes and she just grabs Han's uh gun and he she's he's like, What are you doing? And she just like starts shooting sword troopers up. Like it just shows like George Lucas doesn't do much good, but in terms of this, he made everyone have a place in the movie. Han Solo is that, you know, arrogant asshole that saves the day in the end. Everyone's like perfectly used in the movie. Han shot first. I was- Han definitely shot first. Han's the only one that shot actually. So that's shout out to George Lucas's awful, awful alterations. alterations. All right, Lou, what's your number one? My number one is the most is the best stereotypically black movie ever. So play. <laughs> My headphones fell. <laughs> I, 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 I miss guys' reaction. Wait, um, I, I think me and guys are just like, nah. Nah, nah, it's the Dark Knight. Oh, fuck. You didn't mention the Dark Knight, duh. Yeah, so I has something to say about Soul Plane. No, I mean it, it was it was you know I I actually enjoyed Soul Plane. Stop. I I actually did. I mean it's goofy, but it's supposed to be goofy. That's why I liked it. It didn't take itself all, all that seriously. <laughs> it's Kevin Hart in there. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. Bef- I I, Geek, I think I do want to mention something about Kevin Hart as soon as uh G mentions his number one, uh-huh. and then we'll we'll talk about that in a little later. Right, well, with yeah. the Dark Knight, the reason is number one over Star Wars is because I wasn't alive. Even close <laughs> to being alive when Star Wars came out, so um, when the Dark Knight came out, it like literally took over that summer for me. Like, yeah, everybody was talking about that movie all summer. I I don't even know how many. Times. You know I what's went, funny about the Dark Knight? Like four or Look, five times to go see it. In the looking looking at it, no one ever talks about Batman in the Dark Knight. It's all about the villains. Yeah, I mean they do talk about. Bar- yep. Dark Knight, uh, I mean a when like bit, when but... when I was talking about like in the when it came out and I was like telling people about it. I never talked about Batman. I was like, Joker, Two Face, kicked ass. I kind of yeah, feel it like goes, it's like, it goes to show you how film. how great of a film it is because it's a, it's a film about Batman. Yet he's not the most interesting character in. He his never own really film. is. He never That's really the is. Fortunate thing, right? They always make they like, especially with Burton, especially in Batman Returns, where like Batman's in the movie like twenty minutes and it's all about the Catwoman and Penguin. So yeah, yeah <laughs> it's but, not- it doesn't really feel like a Batman movie sometimes. It's like it's Batman like, Returns at the end of the film. He feels like he's like shoehorned in like to the plot. It's like, oh yeah, 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 you're in this. It's like the Dark Knight <laughs> featuring Batman. Yeah, right. But no, I mean, I. But it's like I'm, with I'm all of them too. I mean, like the the villains kind of are more interesting than the hero in like all those movies. The irony, as in like it, DC it happened, can't get a great villain. The return. The DCU like can't get a great villain. Well, it did. But uh, yeah. Uh, I think it holds a record for me for most times going to watch a movie in the theater. And I don't think it'll be broken because I don't go to the theater that often. But four or five times in the theater, I don't even know how many times I've seen it on Blu-ray at this point. And I think it's probably the most watched movie in, in my life. So it's yeah. my number one. I mean, theater, I saw a seven. And then yeah, I can't even count theater. how many your, times I've seen it. Your aim screening was why so serious. Man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. My aim in my, uh, my old PSN was why so serious. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, G- Save the best for last. What is your number one? Uh, so I went the Star Wars route, but, but you went Empire. I, Empire, yeah. And I, I, but like, while you guys were saying the original Star Wars, I was like, I guess I should have included that too. But I just Empire stands out to me the most, of course, because it's just great. Movie, yeah. And I'm not saying Star Wars isn't great either, but there's just a lot going on in Empire that. Uh, it makes you happy I mean, I and can, it makes I you sad. Watch, I, I can watch that without watching the rest of them. I actually actually enjoy that as a film like on its own. Even though 
it's not a complete story and it's open-ended like there's a lot left on the table at the end of the movie but it's just an enjoyable film to watch and it it had no problems going dark our heroes are in a very like kind of uncertain place by the time the movie's over like you know there's a i think it takes a lot of chances and and to come out at a time where you know where you weren't being like you weren't finding out about sequels like you know the weekend after a movie came out like you saw that movie in the theater it ended the way it ended and told you all that stuff and you had to wait how many years was it between empire and return of the jedi three, three years, years. Where you're just like, uh, okay, so like to, to kind of have the balls to do that as like a big movie to come out during the summer like that, and like, like you know, you have something that good. Like I think that uh, it just took a lot of chances. I thought. Agreed. I mean, you nowadays they do it all the time, but Empire was the first to say, "All right, let's take the balls and leave this open ended and let the bad guys win." So I think it was yeah. a great chance. Yeah, I don't know. Three, I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like yeah. not even a hint. And then we of, get, like something. We... And then we get Return of the Jedi and Ewoks. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't really live up to that. All mm-hmm. the promise that we the, at least have. The, the final battle with Vader and Luke was great with the uh, Jedi. Yeah. But but yeah, that brings us to the finale of today's episode. Next week, we have a little fun agenda. We're going to talk Spider-Man. We're going to do a Spider-Man homecoming little debate on whether we liked it, what we liked, what we didn't like. And a two. we're going to have next week's episode is going to be split into two parts. Because on top of that, we're going to do a commentary. No top 10 next week. A commentary on one of Gaius' favorite films, Lewis's number two film of all time, wow. Spider-Man 3. The Topher Grace yeah. masterpiece. We're going to do a little commentary. I think we'll have a little fun with this. And, before and that movie long, isn't it? It's two hours and 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> um, but before we finish, did you guys check out the trailer to Jumanji? No, I didn't. I didn't hate it as much as you did. You you were like, ah, oh, <laughs> it gee. was like the worst thing you've ever seen. Gee, I mean, like, you're like, like you're like you're like the worst thing you ever. But you seen. like Baywatch, so that's a different story. <laughs> I I think it's an obvious like I think Watch, it's a cash grab. It's an obvious cash grab. Oh, it's so, I think Hollywood so bad. is out of ideas, and they needed to make. Anything. That's why when we back in the beginning of the episode, that's why Baby Driver is so important. And, that it made so much money. It's unique and it's right. It's it's original. original. If, if I understand right, uh, it's original. Yeah, yeah. So before breaking, as, the trailer didn't look as and breaking news. <laughs> or before we let go, we have the box office results for the weekend. And that guy outside is still very angry. He's very angry. Maybe he's angry about the box office Jesus results. <laughs> uh, Despicable Me comes in at number one with a disappointing $75 million, So it really underperformed. That's the oh, he's screaming oh, outside I, the window. He wanted it to, he wanted it to what have happened, higher G? grossing. I overshot that a lot. I thought I was going to do better. <laughs> Baby Driver, not $21 million, So it finishes at number two. For a movie that not a lot of people know about, great job. So is that them. just... Twenty-one million for the weekend, or is that counting the like? No, just the a weekend. Opening on weekend. It's just a just okay. A, yeah, uh, number three took a nosedive. Transformers is at six seventeen million, and number yeah, but it's still killing in China. Of course, <laughs> number four still holding strong is Wonder Woman at fifteen million, and rounding out number the top five is Cars at nine. The House, which oh, opened, Ar- only made just- nine million. So Damn, I don't even know what the house is. So it, Some it, stupid oh, it pulled a It hasn't been really a good uh, time for comedies right now. That sucks. No, not <laughs> at all. So this week we have reviews of Baby Driver. 
the yeah. house. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know. I'm so sorry, G. I know. I was. I, I had to deal with you sending me that picture of the ten percent, and then you saying that you didn't laugh once. Well, you, well, I'm. You like more comedies than I do, so it might be easier for you than. But me. I did like Baywatch. Yeah, Baywatch is terrible. Uh, Baywatch is which, god awful. Uh, I know, man, but Kelly Warbach though. Yeah, she was hot. That's, that's only, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's thanks for like <laughs> three reels automatically. <laughs> <laughs> and we are covering uh, the Spider-Man franchise. G's gonna cover and do a little throwback review on the on the Tobey Maguire era. No Spider-Man three. We'll save that for Sunday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for this, nice I, I would give I would, I would give the Andrew Garfield one some love, but. Like, Dude, Mark, I, 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 the Amazing Spider-Man two is terrible. I barely got through it. It's Garbage. I was entertained. I, I like. I there's like, but there's like really good isolated moments. Jamie Foxx <laughs> is awful in that movie. Horrendous. Well, he basically plays it the way like Jim Carrey played the Riddler in Batman Forever. I That's do. What it reminded me. I of. do like like the one bright spot out of both of those movies is that I do like like we were saying it before. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield have great chemistry together. Yeah. So that's and I mean, it didn't work in the second one. Even though like the movie's kind of a mess, I was I still was like, oh, I'm still kind of moved by what, you know. Oh, when she dies? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gwen Stacy's death. I don't even know who to blame on yeah. that. But, <laughs> that's what happened. That's what happened when you date in real life. Those are real, real tears. <laughs> it's funny. I, I always look back at, like, I, I never really was into Gwen Stacy. And now, like, I, thanks to Emma Stone, shout out to the lovely Emma Stone. Um, I love Gwen Stacy's backstory. And I even have her death. Death of Gwen Stacy comic autograph by Stan Lee. So, I mean... Um, I still maintain in the comic book that she had left a much bigger... I mean, I know Mary Jane ever. I thought she had a much bigger impact on him Well, than yeah, Mary because, Jane did. I mean, that was his first love. And then, look, she died. So it kind of took any trust away of him ever loving anyone again. And that's why I think the struggle with Mary Jane... That's what the whole thing with Gwen Stacy being introduced like later in the Toby wor- Tobyverse. That was a little weird. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely cover that next week. So for this week, uh, this jam-packed July Fourth episode of Real Chronicles, I am David. This is Lewis, Serge, Gaius, and oh. our very, our very favorite gal, Jen, and our special <laughs> guest, our special guest, Angry Jesus Man outside, Angry Pastor. <laughs> bye bye, Angry Pastor. Yeah, See he you need, next. He needs some followers. Happy See, Happy Fourth of July. Happy birthday, Real Talk. Happy birthday, Real Talk. Yay. Thanks for listening. You can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Real Chronicles. Love what you hear? Leave us a review and tell your friends. If you have a topic you want us to cover, shoot us an email at realtalkinc at gmail.com. Until next Monday, keep it real.